shoot somebody else if I don't have the same hardware. <laughs> and they were on sale for 120 bucks or whatever. So I was like, you know what? That's pretty good. Fuck it. Yeah. So I just bought one. Yeah, just I got to see. Mine for Christmas last year, but I think like at the time they were around like 200 bucks. So. They're 200 bucks. The new, there's a new pro model that I was eyeballing that also connects to like it actually has XLR out. So it would be a compression microphone I could use with my boards and stuff too. Mm. But I mean, I have a nice pop filter on it though. I put I put that off something else. No, that's something I had laying around that I threw on there. So I just want to make sure I don't sound like complete dog shit when I'm doing these things. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Uh, yeah. So are you are you good to go? Are we, are we yeah, rolling? Good. Let's Welcome back, everybody, to Dance Robot Dance. This is episode 271. I'm here with Tim. Hey, I'm Mark. Uh, I guess I should introduce myself because that kind of helps the proceedings along a little bit. I'll be hosting this. I don't really know exactly how to describe it. It's Ex- exorcism. <laughs> exercise in... We, we have some things we need to get out of us, and they are not black and squishy. <sighs> it's just an exercise Or, or red and squishy. Or I expected yellow and squishy, but we didn't get yellow and squishy. What's yellow and squishy? Shriek. Oh. Yeah, they don't give her a symbiote till later, usually. I was expecting them to, like... Why introduce the fucking character if you're not going to? What? Shriek? Shriek's not... No, Shriek's not a mutant. I mean, Shriek's a mutant, but not a, like a symbiote. Event. Like, she's a symbiote later. She's an actual character. This character has existed as long as all these other characters have existed. She was she originated in 1993 as like a mutant. She's a mutant. So that's the other thing that I'm, I have a question about. Is like this character is straight up a mutant in the comics. Like that's yeah. where her vocal power comes from. So like, what <laughs> universe are we in? Because this is not the Fox X Men universe anymore either, right? So I don't know. She just got random powers and stuff. Yeah. That's just one of several questions that I have about this film. Film. <laughs> That's so generous. <laughs> anyway, let's get into the nerdy news for this week. First of all, I just wanted to point out Universal Studios will be requiring uh, proof of vaccination going forward after Tim has been there. No, that's Hollywood, not oh, is that uh, Hollywood in Florida? Yeah, it's because uh, Florida is starting to crack down on that sort of, or uh, Orlando, fuck, California is starting to crack down on that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah it's only happening in uh, in California, not in the Orlando park, because Orlando has a piece of shit, fucking dog shit governor Ron DeSantis. You're an asshole. Well, that's what I get for just reading the headline and not opening the article that I don't care about. <laughs> that's exciting. There you go. In a undisclosed from for an undisclosed amount, apparently the Black Widow lawsuit between Scarlett Johansson and Disney has been rectified. An undisclosed amount, but you can bet it was a lot because Scarlett Johansson was like, "I'm happy with the resolution. I'm happy. You know, I'm looking forward to continuing this collaboration." So, like, they fucking made it rain for her. Oh, I mean. And as well, they should have dumb fucks. Oh, yeah, yeah they fucked around. Yeah. So, I mean, this is right on the heels of like Marvel countersuing a whole bunch of comic creators, which is the next story There's on the docket. Just bad fucking looks everywhere. It's always interesting to me how like it's Disney. You know what I mean? Like, I don't remember having these this many problems with Marvel. It, the headline when it was just says Marvel. Marvel but, so, like, yeah, but know, like at this point, on the thing, but yeah, it is. It's Disney, it. right? Like, it, this is a Disney problem that's been like a Disney problem since time immemorial. Remember, like they they fucked around Robin Williams famously. You know what I mean? Like all these copyright laws are things that Disney is very very entrenched in. So yeah. I generally look at this kind of stuff and be like, yeah, I'm sh- like Marvel, and like not to say anything because Marvel has definitely fought. A whole bunch of battles to keep some of these characters like licensed or like whatever without any influence from the original creators and stuff hence the work for hire thing and like i understand 
there is like that work for hire argument that still exists, even though it is kind of horseshit. But yeah, they've got the Ditko's. So essentially Spider-Man is being held up, but like that's only one. That's the most major character out of several. So with Ditko goes along with Stephen Strange, um, Doctor mm-hmm. Strange and Spider-Man were both Ditko co-creations. It looks like you'll be seeing stuff from Iron Man, uh, Ant-Man, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Falcon, Thor, and a whole bunch more. Because it also includes Stan Lee's yeah, um, family, which is insane. Yeah. And Don, so Don Heck, uh, Don Gene Rico, Colin, and Gene and, Colin are the yeah. other big names that are involved in this. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen enough stuff on Twitter. Like, like DC's just went through this stuff with like the Schusters, right? This end of copyright term kind of like legal wrangling already happened at DC with the way Bill Finger got rearranged in that yeah. mythos. And then the Schusters or the Siegel and Schuster like families have gotten some rights back or are being licensed now by DC. Like they're credited now on the comics and stuff. So like, it's like DC went through what Marvel is going through now. It's just, the difference is that like now Marvel has DC or Disney lawyers, I should say has well, Disney and, lawyers. And Marvel's like all this is happening in the general press and, you know, yeah. all the Hollywood rags rather than it just happening in like just the comic book rags and shit like that and the yeah and that's the other thing the dc stuff happened like in the early 2000s late 90s when like it was just the comic book people who were worrying about it and like now this is like a big multinational fucking billion dollar film enterprise that i can only imagine kevin feige's pulling his fucking hair out about because he's gonna lose all these characters (laughs) or i mean i would assume that like what happens is they just enter into licensing agreements similar to what dc has done with their characters like you're not going to not have spider-man in marvel comics going forward like it's they're going to work something out so that it's licensed it's just guys pay these fucking people their money i do have a little Mm -hmm. bit of a dodge when it comes to like the you know like the creator's hairs and stuff like that like we're like three generations removed from somebody having created something i'm like Mm well that's when I started getting a little dodgy on it. But like when it's, you know, yeah, like you personally had nothing to do with this yeah. IP, right? So yeah. Like how, how long should people be able to, you know, coast sponge off, off that shit? Yeah. yeah. Off somebody else's creation, especially even if it is your, like if it was my dad, I can see being a little bit upset about it, but like yeah. if it was my grandfather who did it. Like what fucking right do I have to any of that personally? Like, I don't expect the kids that I do not have, ever fight a, a legal battle <laughs> you know, well, like you know the tolkien estate at this point is overseen by it's still overseen by one of uh his kids but like it's not gonna be very long before it's overseen by grandkids yeah and yeah at what point there uh, yeah and for to me at that point i'm just like that's just a company that manages this name now like yeah. it's not like that's not the og dude you know what i mean did yeah, he know any of these no kids creative yeah exactly you know they, like, they it's so weird to me. So I don't know. Like I'm torn on it, but like I'll at the same time, fuck Disney and Marvel. Like pay these fucking people what they're owed for creating your empire. Basically, that's what I'm. My thing is like, why are you not keeping the people who created your empire and who are all on social media and noisy uh, yeah. happy? You know what I mean? So like, this is just more fallout of what we talked about a couple months ago with that Brubacher. Pay your creatives properly. Yep. Disney, you're a fucking trillion dollar company or whatever. You can afford to pay these people a couple grand a year to keep them out of the news cycle, I guess, because that's all you really want to do. At like the, at the, at your most cynical, at the very least do that. So you were not hearing these news stories all the time. Right. Yeah. Agreed that's, as the resident, like, you know, major fucking Disney fan. They still, you still need to fucking pay, pay your people that are that made the shit that your fucking entire empire is based on. I mean, like this is this is old Marvel stuff too, because like that's why Kirby left and shit, right? Like in the seventies and eighties yeah. was because like he wanted more 
money for what he like basically created with yeah. Stan, right? And Stan was, you know, Stan was Stan. Stan was a businessman, so mm-hmm. he was not always on the up and up when it came to that kind of stuff. Love him as we may ha- might have in his elder years when he was kind of just like the general, you know, pop culture yeah. icon attached to comic books. Like he he did some Figure shady head. shit. Yeah, he did some shady shit when he was editor in chief. As I'm assuming, every editor in chief of Marvel and DC since those fucking companies have existed has had to do at one point or another in their tenure as you know the person in charge of that whole fucking comic line one way or the other so but either way pay your fucking creatives please exactly just it's not like they're asking for like you know billions or anything they're just asking for a fucking fair shake yeah absolutely and like you're making the money you know what i mean you've been making money hand over fist on spider-man for how long now like you can't pay these people a little bit of cash whatever well but you know the people that, that are getting that money are like fucking investors those people definitely work to fucking you know get that money right that's the other thing too right like it's like i'm not on anybody's side here at this point like it's kind of like i want if it was the original creators i'm on the, that person's side right but when it yeah. comes to like a bunch of grandkids fighting a bunch of grand like disney grandkids i don't fucking care at any point any like of some stuff? of these, like Gene Colan, still kicking and shit like that. Like, there's still some. The guy, that's what I mean, though. The guys who are still alive should absolutely yeah. be getting their stuff. But when it's like, you know, it's Stan's daughter that, eh, yeah, maybe we should have a conversation about that, maybe a little bit, yeah. kind of thing. Either way, let's move on from that because that's just fucking depressing. And we could sit here and talk about Disney and Marvel and creative being horse or everybody being horse shit to each other. I wrote RTD returns and I actually can't remember what that means now. I think it's Russell T Davies Davies coming back to Dr. Who. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. So in light of Jodie Whittaker and oh man, I can't remember the writer. Yeah, there you go. Announcing that they're exiting uh, was accompanied by the, yeah, Russell T Davies is returning to Dr. Who uh, after like how many years absence he took off. Just was he Matt Smith? No, he left before Matt Smith, right? Stephen Moffat took over for Matt Smith. I can't remember. I I, I want to say that that Davies might have done part of Matt Smith, but I mm. can't re- I can't recall. Either way, this is kind of a big deal for people. Like the guy who kind of recreated, rebirthed, and repopularized Doctor Who, coming back to take another swing at the character. Yeah, I mean, he's the guy that did those Eccleston and Tennant se- uh, seasons at the very least. Whether uh, yeah, what regardless of whether he had anything to do with the Matt Smith seasons. Well, I mean, at the very least, he had enough to do with it in that he was the one who hired Stephen Moffat to write for him, right? Like, yeah, Stephen Moffat wrote for uh, RTD before, yeah. like on Doctor Who before he took over the show as a showrunner. Mm-hmm. Also, the guy who created Torchwood, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, like that show was uh, came out of his run. So, I don't. I'm excited to have him back. I'm sad to see Jodie Whittaker leave because I I feel like these doctors are just not getting long enough shakes to do anything interesting with anymore they're doing like, like these like shorter seasons and stuff like that too that's what i mean and, and, and they're they've been trying to get it and chibnall's whole thing was he was trying to get away from like the big like long full season arcs kind of thing that was really what everybody loved especially in like the yeah. tenant and matt smith years and so he was like i want to do something different it's like okay he tried and it's not really working out and the doctors are leaving so maybe go back to that formula that was working really well before I, we, I should, like as far as i'm concerned we should still be back in the last doctor you know what i mean like we should be just yeah. getting to jody whitaker now yeah, because it's like well that's, it's yeah, and too, that's like it's too fast they keep hopping between these doctors so quickly i'm like we, we've blown past the 13 at this point yeah. you know what i mean we're down to like what fucking 15 16 regenerations because there's that black lady floating around too and yeah. the war doctor and all this other shit we've added like 
ah, what are we doing here anymore? You know what I mean? It's just it's gotten nuts a little bit, and I'm like, do I give yeah. a shit anymore? This has got me at least to the point where I'm like, I'll watch his return episode and see what he does and see who he casts and you know yeah. like that kind of stuff. But uh, hopefully he gets to kind of do what he wants to do because it sounds like when he left, he left because it was like budget and like they weren't letting him kind of cut loose the way he wanted to, mm. and hopefully this time them bringing him back means like he's getting to do what he wants to, which I'm always for creatives getting to like, kind of come back and be like, ha, fuck you. Now I'm going to prove that I was right the whole time and, you know, do what they want to do originally. And hopefully have some success. We've never done a doctor who episode. We should at some point. How, how do you do a doctor who episode? Cause you, know, you have to watch 568,000 episodes. Of horse shit. <laughs> it's 15 years of the new stuff now, man. That's like, let yeah, alone the fucking more. classic shit which is like 38 years or some garbage, which you can't even get all of as far as I'm aware yet. So there's always that. Yeah, I don't know how we would do Doctor Who because I got to have to actually do research. Like, which one is my favorite now? And yeah, I'm like two seasons behind on the current run of stuff because like, I don't know. It wouldn't be reviews. It would just be like general, you know, experiences and preferences and that kind of thing. Yeah, anyway, either way. Not, not that we need episode ideas right now. We're fucking like booked through mid yeah. or through the end of this year pretty much with all the movies that are dropping now. now well, yeah, and all the all the COVID movies are starting to come up and now now yeah. we're getting to do just to to review all these movies we've been talking about for the last 2 years while we've been in isolation waiting for yeah. them to come out. So <laughs> for better or for worse, you know what I mean at this point, especially this week sweet baby Jesus. Anyway, speaking of second kicks at the can, apparently Babylon 5 is getting rebooted uh, with J. Michael Straczynski attached, and it will be a whole new show, like cast of characters. Full on reboot, not a full not a reboot sequel or anything. Yeah, I'm probably not going to watch this. I'm excited for the Babylon 5 fans who have been bitching about this in my Twitter all, feed for all seven all, of them. Yep, all eight of them, I'm sure. Spears, I'm fucking ecstatic for you, bud. I'm never <laughs> watching this. I'm never watching the original. Reboot Deep Space Nine. Oh, then Jesus, we'll fucking it's a stop. CW series. Fuck oh, me. Lord. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm out. I'm already out. What I'm not out on, though, is uh, the Boys College Focus spinoff has like, actually mm-hmm. been greenlit and is ready to go. I will fucking watch more Kripke inspired nonsense in that universe just because yeah I'm looking when's the boys season three come out it's got to be soon right or is it season four we're waiting on what are we waiting I don't on? know it's been no it's season three is yeah uh, yeah we've only had two seasons of it so far I know they were shooting I again they've but... announced the third season I had they were shooting the third season in Toronto again yeah but either way that boys college focused like it's like supposed to be set at like the the American superhero academy or whatever uh mm-hmm. should be coming out next year sometime you know, keep your Xavier school, but for the boys. Yeah, it's like everybody. What it's just like Harry Potter. Just rip off the X Men if you don't have any. You run out of ideas. <laughs> isn't that's an Umbrella Academy? It's the same goddamn thing, isn't it? Basically, it's just like a school. Yeah, for Titans is doing a thing like that right now, where it's a Titans Academy. They're training like the next generation of heroes and stuff in the comics. On the TV show, that doesn't sound like the Avenger or uh, the X Men at all. Nope. Yeah. Nope, not superhero schools, you know. I mean, you're always I mean, you're always going to be ripping yourself off, but eventually it all just ends up sounding like the X-Men. <laughs> Either way, I wrote down that uh, there was a bunch of casting for that Willy Wonka thing that we wrote or talked about oh, last year, but I don't give a shit, so I'm just going to skip that story because I feel like we've been here for way too long already. Well, it's only been 15 <laughs> minutes. That's not too bad. Um, last thing I had on my docket of news was that uh, it sounds like Archer is getting a 13th season. So... <laughs> Just not gonna let that fucking thing die. I guess Even great. Jessica Walters did. Yeah, like I don't know how you do that without her anymore. Like this season, you can already feel her kind of absence. 
in yeah. the episodes. Like I watched this week's episode yesterday and I was like, oh yeah, I, yeah, she's not in this a lot. She's got like one or two zingers from like yeah. off camera. She's not, she's not like accompanying them on any of the missions or anything yeah. like that this time. And like, I think you could, you can kind of tell in her voice that she's a little like shaky, like that her health was starting to decline and stuff yeah. when she was recording these. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, this season has been spotty. It's, it's had some really, the fucking page episode was amazing. Yeah. That was, that was brilliant. They get me like once an episode. Like I'm like either huh or once, laughing at least yeah. like once an episode kind of thing. I'm like, all right, it's worth for 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not going to stop watching it basically. It doesn't entertain me like Lower Decks does though. You know what I mean? Or it doesn't entertain me like Archer used to either. I guess yeah. it's kind of the big takeaway. Like, like there was episodes in the first like four years that nearly killed me from laughing yeah. so fucking hard. You know what I mean? Like I was in hysterics. It's way better than the coma seasons, but it's, oh my it's god, not, yeah. it's not. You know, it's not those first like three or four seasons. Yeah, I wish fucking Daredevil had gotten to the point where like it, you know, had just become a zombie franchise as opposed to getting killed early. <laughs> so I guess I'll take this. Like I liked Archer, so like I'll take more Archer, even mm. if it is. And it's not even that much of a commitment, right? It's like eight or ten, like half. It's, it's the like, problem is that it's not bad either. It's yeah, like it's, it's like fun. eight or ten twenty-minute episodes. Like I yeah. can sit through that. Like whereas, like you're gonna fucking just keep giving me seasons of The Flash that are twenty-two fucking episodes, like hour-long episodes long and shit like that. Even Titans, Plus, like ten episodes of Titans, it's an hour's long, like an hour long a piece. Like that makes me yeah. want to put a gun in my mouth, not watch <laughs> it. You know, like especially after season two. I haven't started season three. Yet. Oh, I have no. Like I keep seeing it pop up in the feeds and stuff, and I'm like, nope. Nuts! Get behind me, Satan! I am not I'm just, doing I'm, that. I'm in full-on horror mood right now. I don't know why yeah. everybody's decided to start their fucking seasons like in the middle of like fucking spooky season kind of thing. Yeah, well, that's like why I'm annoyed that all these movies are coming out right now because I'm kind of like oddly enough, like for the first time since we started <laughs> doing this podcast, I'm in the mood to watch a bunch of horror movies and have been kind of like on the sly watching like I watched The Shining and uh, Doctor Sleep again yesterday oh, nice. and like I've been watching like horror movies here and there I watch the, you know what I'm like I watch the good stuff over and over again kind of thing but yeah. like that's what I've been doing the last couple weeks and now now we're like every every week of the fucking podcast is us reviewing some movie that we've been waiting for for like for better two for years better. <laughs> and I'm like I'm glad we're finally getting to watch like we'll get to watch Bond next week and like Dune's finally coming out and like whatever yep. but like there's also weeks where we for some dumb fucking reason decided we should watch this fucking terrible Venom movie or, Howard as, the Duck. or how I mean Howard the Duck was <sighs> that was you that was on you I'm blaming that one on you and I'm kind of not sure if I should blame this one on you or not because I was I don't know if I did I say I want to watch this or is this one of those like I guess we should do it I think we just kind of both like felt like it was inevitability. Like we, yeah, we'd been talking up how bad we figured this movie was going to be, and so we're like, well, I guess we fucking have to go see it, right? I, and it's yeah. like it's like big two fucking Marvel, right? Like it's That's not true. Like it's it's not like it's some fucking like image movie or one of those fucking valiant shitty fucking pieces. Yes, like, well, I mean it is. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely. It's a Marvel movie, and it's and it's making a fucking ton of bank. Which is like, I guess the last story I should have brought up was like it. It's projected to make like seventy one million dollars over the course of this weekend, which I'm just like in COVID times, just, just fucking mind blowing. Because this movie's fucking terrible. You know what I mean? But either way, let's move on. Do you have any news that you want to bring up before we move on? To yeah, the- I had a the- couple things. Uh, Witcher got renewed for season three, which we Blech, Meh. I mean, like, I'm glad everybody who's thirsty for Henry Cavill gets to be continue to be thirsty for Henry Cavill yeah. in his long haired whatever. We got a air date for um, Star Wars Book of Boba Fett. It is coming. Uh, first episode will drop on December 29th. So that'll okay, be 
cool. in between Christmas and New Year's. And then they're going to be weekly episodes. How did they say how many episodes that is? Is that an eight or is that a... I don't think I saw how many episodes... What was Mando doing? Ten? I can't even remember um, anymore. Ma- Mando was going between... I think eight and ten or something like that. Eight and ten is a sweet spot. You know what I mean? I think that's where you like it's just long enough that you're getting all that extra juice, not so long that you're like getting into like Netflix territory where like three hours of it feels meandering or whatever. So yeah, I, I don't think, think we know how many episodes Book of Boba Fett is going to be yet. It'd be cool. Six to like, eight. I, Six yeah, to eight. I think, you know I I mean? think it would be cool. Like because we've already got to see that character a bit. Like if it was just like a, like six episodes and out kind yeah. of thing, but maybe some of them were like hour plus kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But like yeah. real one shotty too. Like get, send him on some like, you know, side adventures a little bit. Kind of yeah. Don't just do the main plot shit. Like get out there and do a couple different stories. I think that's mm-hmm. the big problem with like, well, even when they do the comic book shows, is like they don't let them do the side adventures. We're like, oh, I'm swinging through the city thinking about this main problem that we're doing. Oh shit, I ran into Spider Man. I got to go help him fucking take down the Green Goblin. Is where I'm swinging. I'm talking. I'm talking about Daredevil again. I keep talking about Daredevil. But like that kind of stuff where you you have like that episode or that issue of the comic where like in the middle of the run, yeah, there's a yeah. little side story, like a little because that's what real life's like. Other yeah, storytelling. You can have diversions, stuff yeah. pops up. You know, the Avengers might need help that week or whatever, right? So, you know, that's where the crossover pops up, right in the middle of the run, where you're like, I'm really enjoying this Avengers run, and all of a sudden, Civil War happens, and every book you're reading turns into a crossover book, and yeah. it's annoying. But like for this kind of show, <laughs> I think that kind of works, right? Where you have like four episodes that are like tightly about like the main plot and then two where he just kind of goes off and fucks some shit up mm-hmm. in like kind of a side thing like that episode of the mandalorian where he they break that guy out of jail there's like the yeah. one set yeah, yeah totally separate story from the rest of this nonsense that's that shit's dope that's why that show works so well too so i hope they do that kind of stuff yeah me too speaking of the mandalorian We've learned that Lucy Lawless, it sounds like, might have gotten fucked out of a Star Wars role. And it has to do with Cara Dune or or with Gina Carano getting dumped from the Mandalorian. So basically, when Gina Carano got fired from Mandalorian, by the way, fuck that guy that tried to like comment on our Facebook post about trying to make like a Gina Carano appreciation post. I deleted that shit fucking right away. So fuck you. When that happened, what did that happen? uh, it was yesterday, I think, something like that. Um, nice. It was when I posted Book of Boba Fett. I shared the uh, release date Book of Boba Fett thing. Right, right. Okay. So, yeah, when uh, Gina Carano got fired from Mandalorian, uh, there was a lot of buzz about who was going to replace her, and a lot of people were saying, or if anybody was going to replace her, and a lot of people were, like, calling for Lucy Lawless, and there was, like, petitions and shit. Hell yeah. Apparently, at the time, Lucy Lawless was already in talks with uh, Disney to join some Star Wars property, who knows what, and... I guess because of kind of because of that attention, it sounds like that might have call, caused those discussions to fall through. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. So Lawless this is could have fucking Star awesome. Wars. Yeah, so. that would have been great. Um, she was great in uh, Battlestar Galactica, which I just finished. Re-watching. She was great in uh, what was she just in that I was watching? Ash Not too long ago. Yeah, really Ash, yeah that, that that was it. Ash was Evil Dead. She was fucking dope in that too. So, I I've been a big loose. I used to watch fucking Xena back in the day. So like I've been a big Lucy Lawless fan for a long time. And she, she just is, seems like a genuinely awesome person too. Which yeah, is great. She's a nice Aussie lady, isn't she? She's from Australia. Uh, Australian or New Zealand? Definitely New Zealand. that. She's from somewhere that part of the world. Yeah. Either way, just awesome lady. Yeah, always seems like she's having a fucking blast when she does all this genre stuff too. So she's a big yeah. con person too. Like she'll come over here and just do cons for like a season kind of thing. Oh, nice, super nice lady. 
Uh, and so. a little bit uh, I had in terms of video game and theme park news. So the Nintendo is going to be bringing N64 and Genesis controllers out that you can use and play on the Switch, like wireless oh. N64 mm. and Genesis controllers, which I think is kind of fun. I still have nostalgia for my old Genesis controllers. I have a really good 8-bit dough. I think it's a Mega Drive, like a Japanese six-button Mega Drive emulation, like mm. kind of like knockoff thing that is like one of my favorite controllers to play fighting games on. Yeah, these Nintendo controllers. The N64 controller, though, I have no fucking nostalgia for. I lived through that system's actual era, and <laughs> you will not get me to use one of those fucking monstrosities ever again, yeah, Nintendo. Those things are fucking huge. They're fucking. They're they're just like ergonomically awful to use. Also, like, just give me a GameCube controller. That thing was fucking fantastic, yeah. relatively speaking, especially to the N64 controller. Yeah, I don't like the Metroid Dreads. Like, fucking six days away. Like, I'm getting. I'm hyped <laughs> up for uh, Metroid. So, Also in the Nintendo world and in the theme park world, Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios in Japan announced a big expansion that is going to be all Donkey Kong themed uh, that is going to come out in like 2024. They're really like leaning into the now, Donkey Kong of it all right now. Eh? Like they've got <laughs> Donkey Kong in the movie and stuff. Too. I was movie. surprised by like the, how much Donkey Kong was going to be in that Mario movie. Yeah. Like, like I mean, it's a characters. franchise like with the, the minecart rides and all that sort of thing. I, I think it really lends itself to theme park rides, like yeah. jungly and all that. And yeah, so all of this stuff, be... all this shit, Mario lends itself to theme park rides too. Like, I can't believe it's taking oh, yeah. this long for somebody to like capitalize on that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Can I? The, like, how is there the, not a Sonic roller coaster? Like, yeah. explain the world where there's not a Sonic roller coaster yet. Well, Nintendo's just you know I mean? so it's... tight with their licensing, right? Like, they yeah, but legendarily, so Sega's not. You know, like <laughs> Sega for a little while could have used the fucking cash influx too. <laughs> I got left in the fucking lurch by fucking Dreamcast. You know what I mean? I mean, I had a PlayStation, <laughs> so it didn't really matter. But yeah, I I was a I was a Sega supporter late into their uh, console delivery life, and yeah. I got fucked by a couple of those like quick jumps between Saturn and. Uh, Dreamcast and all that good stuff. So yeah, it's just they should, I, like that just makes like, no sense to me. They wouldn't have done something like that. Although Nintendo, yeah, I, I agree. Nintendo's licensing is like insanely difficult. I'm glad they're finally doing it. Like I'll get to see it in my lifetime because I was like, it was getting to the point where I was like, this is such a good like, it's such a gimme layup idea for like money making yeah. idea like a Nintendo yeah. theme park. And they seem to at least in Japan, they seem to have done a good job of like gamifying it as well. Like there are these like wristbands you can buy that like interact with stuff and like they'll sync up to your phone and you can like collect coins and shit like that and i'm amazed so, they haven't like just built it around like people bringing their fucking switches into the uh yeah you know what i mean like right into the park kind of thing because like yeah. why why have such a portable device well there, there's, <laughs> Not, an, there's an app on your phone where you can like that tracks your game progress throughout the lands and shit like that at least in japan again i there is one of these planned for florida but the um the whole park that it's going to be in is it seems like the construction on it is kind of like stalled out right now due to COVID. So nobody really knows when the opening date for, I think it's Epic Universe uh, is going to actually be now. And the last thing that I had was uh, we already, there's been a Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster that uh, is has, has been announced that's going in at Epcot Center. And that's no secret, but they finally said it's actually going to open this year. They didn't oh, have really? an actual date besides that, but that it is going to open in 2020. Or sorry, not this year, in 2022. Oh, okay, fair enough. So to coincide with the 50th anniversary of Disney World, which just started 
the celebration just started yesterday as we're recording this. Cool. I don't know. I've been. Uh, I was just thinking about that video game that's, that's coming out in October. And, like oh, nobody yeah. cares about. Like nobody gives a shit about. Is it all. the Square Square Enix? Like the same. I think the, it's the Square Enix that, one. That, yeah, yeah, that did the fucking uh, Avengers game that fell flat. Which we can talk about uh, if, if you're ready to go to Geek of the Week. Because uh, yeah, let's do it. It's time right. for Geek of the Week. This is the segment where we tell each other the nerdiest thing we did all week. Let's start with Tim. My Geek of the Week this week is I spent some time playing a different video game besides Spider-Man. I did some online play on my PS5 for the first time, and I played Star Wars Squadrons with my buddy Joel last last weekend, last Sunday. Yeah, it was last Sunday. Uh, we played like cross-platform because he was playing on PC. Yeah. But it was a fun game. It, it looks really pretty. Fuck me, it's not easy. I have I've never like really played any dogfighting games before, so Squadrons like, in particular is like because you can't like do like a behind the ship camera, I find it yeah. it's always in cockpit. I find it it's designed around VR, so I think it it kind of works better as a VR title, but like I don't know, I had fun with it for like the couple hours I spent with it on Xbox and PlayStation kind of combined just fiddling with it. Yeah. But I think yeah, I'll it, go back to it, but like, yeah, yeah. It's just a learning curve for me not having really ever played any yeah. of the other like Star Wars like fighter games or any like dogfighting games, period, really. It definitely felt a lot different from like the Rogue Squadron stuff that I was probably most recently familiar with. I'm trying to remember I couldn't remember like the TIE Fighter slash X Wing games from like PC back in the day to compare yeah. it kind of thing. And I I don't even though I have them in my Steam, I haven't loaded them up to try it. But yeah. So yeah. we were playing like some of the uh, just just like player versus computer levels where it was yeah. just the two of us on a squad with like three NPCs playing against a team just of all NPCs and like we we did like three or four of them and fucking just lost every time. Oh, we, really? were, we were like definitely getting better and getting further yeah. but yeah there was like always a point where we just fucking got like swept in like 30 seconds kind of thing. Yeah they, uh, the AI is pretty aggressive in that game from what I remember even like just playing through the story was like was kind of rough in some spots. Well, that was the thing. Part of it was, I think, I only played through the prologue of the game, which is all that you need to do just to unlock the online play, because I I knew we were going to be playing. So I was like, all right, I guess I should at least get through this. And so I only learned how to play the X-Wing and the the, normal TIE Fighter. So, like, I tried using a couple of the other ships in the the battles that we were doing. And I was like, I don't fucking know what these do. Like, yeah. I don't know what these weapons are or anything like yeah. that. So, like, I'm sure if I were to actually play through the whole uh, story mode, they'd yeah, probably, yeah. like, take you through all the different ships. So, you get a feel for each one and how they work and yeah. you know, what their advantages and disadvantages are and maneuverability and all that. Yeah. So. Basically, that's exactly what happens with the rest of the story. I got to finish it at some point. We'll go back but... to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the story mode in that is what maybe like ten hours or something like that. I don't. Yeah, it's real short. Yeah, no, I like because that one. I always get those two because that came out at the same time as uh, or around the same time. Excuse me, it's Fallen Order, and I always kind of like mm-hmm. think about those two games together. But Fallen Order is a very different kind of like experience. Yeah, I got that queued up too. Yeah, no, I like. I that wonder one. if the October PS Plus games are out yet. I know they got the first Tuesday. One of them was fucking PGA. Yeah, yeah, it's usually Tuesdays. Uh, the first Tuesday of the month is when they actually go live. Oh, yeah, and one was Mortal Kombat X, which I already fucking have. Yeah, there was another... What's the other one, though? The other one wasn't terrible, was I it? Remember. I don't I'm remember. I don't remember anymore. I don't know. Returnal's on sale this week. I've been eyeballing it. I'm like, oh, it's like 60 bucks. Like, is that... Is it worth it? Mm, we'll see. 
Uh, yeah. So for oh, me, one, no, the other one is. Oh no, that's next month or this month. I don't know what the third one is for this month. Oh, okay. For October. Either way, I've been playing through. I've been actually been playing a bunch of different stuff. I have Marvel's Avengers. It is uh, part of Game Pass now on Xbox. So you paid for that shit. No, I mean, I guess I technically did because it's on Game Pass and I pay for Game Pass. But no, technically, no, I did not. I got that in Scarlet Nexus this week for Game Pass, and I was like, oh, I'm going to try both of these. I actually, you know what? Avengers is a one-player game uh, for free. Fine. Totally fine. Like, I spent two hours with it. I don't know if I would... I wouldn't pay, recommend anybody fucking pay money for it. But, like, it's part of Game Pass, and I was curious as to, like... It was a Marvel game that, you know what I mean? Like, it said Avengers on it, and I wanted to at least take a look at it at some point. Uh, mm-hmm. I just wasn't paying for it, given what the reviews looked like. It wasn't terrible. I'll probably finish at least the story just to kind of finish the story at this point. But I've been bouncing between a bunch of stuff. I've been playing Castlevania Circle of the Moon on the new Castlevania Advance collection that just came out for Switch, PlayStation, and PC, I think. I'm not, I don't think it came out for Xbox yet, but whatever. I grabbed it for PC. I grabbed it for PS5. I always grab those for PS5 or for PlayStation. And then uh, I was fiddling with that a little bit, but I don't want to Metroidvania myself out right before the Metroidvania. Yeah, Metroid, I'm, yeah. yeah, that I'm super excited for comes out next week. So I've been kind of dabbling with that. And I'm also finishing up Ghost of Tsushima's director's cut has come out, which was like a, an upgrade for me from my original run. And I w- hadn't played the DLC yet. So I'm kind of in the middle of the DLC of Ghost of Tsushima right now. Also, that game is still just like, a fucking masterclass of how to just make it really easy to get through a game's content, like a hundred percent of a game's content without feeling like a chore, like the UI and like the, the way they guide you through the story and the side quests and all this other shit is just like a masterclass of fucking game design. Like they, they, they just need to take the fuckers who made this game and put them in every other studio. Just be like, (laughs) this is how you make this shit work perfectly. So the DLC is just as excellent as the base game was. I loved the base game. Ghost of Tsushima is easily my game of the year this year, I think. Uh, Hades was really good, too. But Ghost of Tsushima just like blew my fucking mind when I finally sat down to play it. So, yeah. If you haven't played Ghost of Tsushima, I highly recommend you play it wherever. PS4. played great on the PS4 Pro when I played it last gen. And the updated version is like fucking butter on PS5 now. Like It just runs like lock 60. It looks fucking gorgeous the whole time plays like a dream there's some like nice gameplay enhancements made it, the combat a little easier um i'm noticing i am i was pretty dominant at the game like because it's a single player game eventually you learn the kind of ropes and you like nobody's really a challenge for you and anymore. everything and yeah you. i was ripping guys apart in the base game without any of these little like quality of life improvements that they've made like lock on proper lock on and stuff like that now i'm a fucking murder machine like <laughs> nobody survives my hand anymore in that game. So uh yeah, I'm Ghost Tsushima. Enjoy it. If you're into that like Kurosawa samurai kind of riff, that's let's just say the storytelling in that's a lot better than the storytelling we're about to talk about. So uh that's it for me for Geek of the Week. It is meat of the episode time. Meat of the episode. Squishy red meat. Did you notice he was using more and more he was sliding into Bane? when he was doing the venom voice i caught a couple times yeah yeah so we have been obviously you know what we're talking about tonight it's it, we, we saw venom 2 let there be carnage which why that had to be dropped in dialogue in the movie twice is just fucking baffling to me but <laughs> uh here we are so yeah we saw this new one which i, I 
I'm I'm curious how you feel about this one in particular because one of your boys directed this, one of your Lord of the Rings peeps. You know what no, I, mean? I mean? One of those. Yeah. Andy Circus directed this movie. He did, um, and I, I yeah. and did I just I'm right up top. He may be the biggest fucking problem with this movie is his direction actually because really? like okay yeah I thought his like every camera work like direction just a mess everything just feels like a mess and that's usually the director. And like, holy shit, this movie right from the top was <laughs> it was an experience and a half. Yeah, that's that's it's putting it mildly. So that's kind of my, you know, top level <laughs> about this movie. Do you want to do your top level before I uh, force you to fucking recount the plot of this horseshit to me? At least it was only night like 90 minutes. Yeah, 97 minutes. Yeah, in yeah. and out real uh, fast. I mean, basically what it comes down to is if you like the first one, you'll probably like this one. Oh, absolutely. Like if you didn't like the first one, which we did not remember our reviews, we did not. (laughs) This is just more of the same. You know, what's really sad is you could basically just go back and play that review. Like listen to our review of the first one. Probably. yeah, And it would probably have the same fucking commentary, except I'm going to talk more about how bad the direction was. because I'm really disappointed in Andy Serkis. And Holy shit! Is Woody Harrelson going for that Nick Cage energy or or oh, what? But it's well, just, just a just a crazy yeah. It's it's more of the same, but with a crazy symbiote and his girlfriend this time instead of a tech bro symbiote, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like see at the very least there's that. You know what I mean? I can, here's the good thing I can give this movie. I liked Woody Harrelson as Carnage better than whatever the fuck was going on in that first movie. Right, it's damning by faint praise. It is everything I have to say about this movie is damning by faint praise in some way, shape, or form. So, Tim, before we get into me just fucking ranting about this horse shit, can you do us a favor and walk me through the plot of this fucking movie? Because I feel like I've got to do a good job this time, so that like you know, hopefully people won't go see the movie and they can actually. This is what you know. What before we even get into like the spoilers and all this shit? Because we're going to spoil the shit out of this. Obviously, we never do. We we really should be better about spoiler warnings. We are going to spoil the like the absolute piss out of this terrible movie. Don't bother seeing this. It's got enough money already. They're going to do another one of this, and they've now infected the MCU with it, which is the long and short of this thing. So don't please don't encourage this. Yeah, just look up the like post credit scene yeah. or a, like a synopsis of the post credit scene somewhere, and you'll be and just as confused as we are and disappointed. And then when he shows up in that movie, it's gonna make no fucking sense. And we'll talk about that later when we get to that part of the movie, I guess. But for mm. now, Tim, <laughs> Cassidy, who is a serial killer, is in... are you sure? Because they didn't tell me every forty six seconds. Yeah, I'm pretty that he was a serial killer. Yeah, sure killed a bunch of people. Yeah. And Shriek, his girlfriend—well, not Shriek. What's her name? Francis Barrison. Yeah, are in an institution together, and they fall in love. They're in like conjoining rooms or whatever, and they send notes back and forth through the pipes or some shit. Uh, they fall in love, but then Cassidy, quote quote unquote, fall in love. This is very like Joker Harley kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that. They fall in love, but then Cassidy is taken away to a different facility or something like that. No, isn't she? She's getting moved, right? Like she gets shot. Oh, right. She gets no. Oh no, she gets when she's getting transferred. Right, she's getting transferred, and then yeah, the she the, escapes, but then like she escapes, and they kind of or they tries the to escape at the same yeah. time, and yeah, but then she still gets grabbed and taken to Ravencroft or something like that. I can't remember yeah. the opening yeah, which is sequence. Where they store they yeah. Is the Ravencroft like? 
that's the Star Labs of no, it's the Arkham of Spider Man. Okay. It's Spider Man's Arkham Asylum. Like okay, basically, isn't uh, that the raft? No, the raft is uh, Blackgate. That's where the that's the jail. Well, no, actually, that you're right. The raft's where the supervillains go, like the real superpowered ones. The crazy yeah. ones go to Ravencroft, even though Carnage is both. And so or this Bell makes Reeve no sense. Whatever. Well, Bell Reeves on your side of the fucking <laughs> yes stream, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah, Louisiana. Yeah. So yeah. it's another super villain, like yeah. super max kind of place. Yeah, no, the raft's for like you put Electro in the raft because he's not crazy. He's just a piece of shit with superpowers. You put Carnage in Ravencroft because he's a piece of shit with superpowers, but he's also insane. Yeah. It's just basically like it makes no sense. It's just so that they can do make Carnage their version of the Joker with a symbiote, is basically what this character has always been. It's just garbage Spider Man symbiote with joke like the Joker underneath it. Yeah, pretty much. Except I don't like the symbiote characters. I don't know if that's come across plainly <laughs> yet, but yeah, I'm not a big fan of this side of the Spider-Man verse. So, so we'll yeah, then yeah. So Shriek gets taken away. Cletus is left on his own. And he's all sad. And I should say this is like young Cletus, but they still fucking let Woody Harrelson do his voice. And it's so weird and distracting. And that was the first point I was just like, man, that's. This is not going to be a good ride. <laughs> no, 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 no. The special effects in most of those scenes basically indicated to me what we were getting into at that point, where I was like, oh, oh, those were done in After Effects in an afternoon. Oh, shit, that's <laughs> not good. Flash forward to the present, and uh, yeah, we I guess we what we start seeing by seeing Francis like locked in the prison or whatever. Oh, and Cassidy is about to... Cassidy like gets his death sentence, basically, yeah. after being on death row forever kind of thing. Uh, we see Anne... Eddie's old girlfriend and she says calls him up and says that she wants to talk to him about something and Eddie's like oh yes they broke up or Eddie and Venom are like oh yeah they broke up in the meantime like Eddie is oh no I should say did I already miss did Eddie already go to the no well you haven't mentioned it but like he goes yeah at this point he goes and this is this part of the movie is a little confusing because he goes and talks to Cassidy and then he leaves and then, like, within, like, a heartbeat, he discovers, like, Venom, he uses Venom's, like, Im- whatever, like, the photographic well, Venom. Venom, sees the, Venom yeah. sees the drawings in Cletus's, in Cassidy's cell, yeah. and from that is able to figure out where all of Cass or a bunch more of Cassidy's bodies are buried, pretty much. Yeah. And also, and so, I think, is that the scene where, he, he like, Cassidy bites? No, I think that's... Or is that later? Because he bites him, and that's how he gets the... Yeah. No, it has to be, it's that scene. It's... It's in the. It's, right, anyways, all that's later. <laughs> I don't know. But so what Anne actually has to tell Eddie is that her and Dan, the guy from the first movie that she was dating after she broke up with, with think was Dan from Veep. Like that's the guy from Veep. I think I noticed that. I noticed okay. this in the first movie that it was the guy from Veep, and he's playing like the most milk toast character of all time. Whereas in yeah. Veep, he is a malicious asshole and hilarious, and he does nothing in this movie. So they wasted this guy who's fucking hysterical. He sets dude on fire at one point. He sets Carnage on fire at one point. Yeah, you should watch Veep and see how fucking funny he is and see how <laughs> wasted he was by this fucking piece of garbage. So, so yeah, they got engaged and then Eddie's all sad and everything. And and basically knows by this point, but Eddie won't tell her that Venom is still inside Eddie. Yeah. And Eddie like is 
I don't know how Eddie has been able to fucking like function as a normal member of society because he can clearly still barely contain Venom and Venom yeah. just like pops out of him at any fucking given time. He's like, acting like a complete like he's acting like he needs to be on medication. He's acting like a schizophrenic. Yeah. Like somebody if he had friends and he was acting yeah. that erratically, they'd be like, you need to we are committing you. Exactly. I don't I don't understand how how like how does he have no family that is noticing him? anything? Yeah, ex- I, I, like <laughs> yeah. but that's the point. Because he basically is still like a bum, right? Or whatever, yeah. after the end of the second the first movie. And by Venom doing that little trick and then finding the bodies, he gets like all his career get, gets gets all his cred back. Yeah, he gets his cred back and all of a sudden like he's everything's cool with his the like the entire plot of the first movie doesn't matter because he's just fine now because he found Cletus Cassidy's even though he's crazy bodies even though he is yeah basically like lo- has lost his complete shit and has a alien thing living in this butt so I then, assume <laughs> that's where it lives I mean based on the fucking like homoerotic overtones I'm not even gonna say undertones here yeah, oh I'm God, assuming yeah. I'm yeah. assuming that Venom lives in Eddie's butt and in the form of a giant black butt plug yeah. Oh, this is where we see Eddie uh, talking to the cop Mulligan, who's that like guy that either always plays a cop or like a, a hard nosed cop or, or a, gangster. a gangster. Yeah, yeah he played one of the other Capone in uh, in Boardwalk Empire. That's what yep. I remember him from. But he's all over the fucking place. Yeah, and Eddie gets a and that's the cop to... that shot Shriek at the beginning of the movie and was deafened by her. Like Mulligan, yes, which we don't find cop. out until later. But he's wearing like he has he hearing aids. aids in. So yeah. yeah. Big yeah. fucking surprise when you find out that it's the same guy that yeah, yeah. got deafened by Shriek earlier. Yeah. So they call Eddie in because uh, Cassidy will only talk to Eddie, basically. And yeah. so Eddie goes to see Cassidy. Cassidy pisses him off to the point and provokes him to the point where Venom like intervenes and starts like beating up Cassidy and then gets Eddie close enough to the cell that Cassidy can bite him. And that's how Cassidy gets uh, part of the symbiote in him. Because he's like, I've tasted blood before. Nah, that ain't it. But yeah. yuck. Yeah. yeah. What if Harrelson's been playing that same character from Cheers this entire time, eh? <laughs> well, it's, this is basically like a sequel to Natural Born Killers, is it not? Uh, I, fuck, actually, yeah. You're, it is pretty close. It's like the, the terrible comic book no version of Natural Born Killers. No, it's also like who directed that? That was directed by somebody who actually has talent. Uh, oh shit! Sorry, Andy Serkis, I guess I think it was Oliver Stone. <laughs> There's a big difference there. Sadly, like I feel bad because I like Andy Serkis most of the time, but uh, yeah. he does not acquit himself very well behind the camera on this. Didn't he just do that Mogli movie not too long oh, ago? I don't know. I, I know that him on another Netflix? other directing lately. I can't remember what else he's been directing lately, but. I don't know. So, yeah, the, the directing didn't really stand out for me here. It was all like most of what I, I didn't like about this was just I mean, shit. Natural Born Killers was written by Quentin Tarantino with a draft by Oliver Stone. So well, like I say that like this was like, <laughs> that's directed masterfully or anything like that. But I, I would say I don't I don't feel like comparing this movie to Natural Born Killers does anything for either movie because it's not going to help Venom look good in comparison because that movie's awesome and it's really shitting in the mouth of Natural Born Killers which is an excellent movie that you should totally go watch yeah <laughs> this movie's not as good as that one anyway yeah so he's got now so now we've we've got he's been bit or he yeah, bit. he's been bit he's he's got but now we go and do the, the weird ring thing the, right yeah yeah so here's where Venom sees into into Cassidy's cell and sees like all the 
fucking like crazy scrawlings that he's put on the wall and shit like that. And that's how him and fuck Venom like makes him do a bunch of like speed drawings, which is just cartoonishly fucking bad. I want that power to be honest though. Like <laughs> I want the symbiote just for that fucking reason alone. Yeah. I'd be so productive if I had that thing, but either way, is that canon? Is that in the comics? Can fucking probably can yeah, make know. people draw fast. You want to hear a fucking funny story? The same way that Carnage can fucking hack laptops for some that goddamn reason. Un- it's unfucking believable. The unfathomably shit. stupid. I mean, like it's right up there with the fucking S shield getting tossed at somebody. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> one of those dumb fucking comic book movie things where you're like, oh Jesus, is this really what we're doing? All right. <sighs> yeah. So. That happens, and they go and find a bunch more of Cassidy's bodies because of the information that Venom feeds to Eddie. And And he pisses the cop off somehow. Like, the cop's all pissed off that he found more bodies, but, like... Well, yeah, because he wants wants to be kept in the loop. The cops didn't or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. But this gets, like, Eddie his fucking juice back and stuff. Like, he's all of a sudden, now he's, like, he's fucking A1 top reporter guy, like, overnight again because of this situation and this is what so. gets put uh gets cassidy put on death row because up until yeah. then like the governor had like suspended the death penalty but when they found all these extra bodies they were like fuck no this dude's gonna burn except not burn because they give him fucking uh it was the chemical one right yeah they give him a, a lethal injection lethal injection yeah so they're they're giving cassidy his lethal injection and the symbiotes like survival instinct or whatever kicks in and it activates the symbiote and the it stops the solution from coming in and killing Cassidy. Uh, honestly, I think it would have been a lot more impactful if they'd had like given him the fucking chair or some shit and like had the symbiote like start like spiking out of him and shit like that. Like as he was frying in the chair. Would have killed the symbiote. The symbiote's weak to electricity also. That's what no, I are they? Not in these, in these movies. It's only fire and sound. Apparently. Well, they'll they'll find out eventually that like if you taser a symbiote, it does not have a good result either. The symbiotes are actually fairly weak considering like <laughs> how much horse shit. Well, that's my fucking thing. Is like Eddie like seems really pissed off that he's still stuck with Venom, but like he knows how to get rid of Venom. He could yeah. do it if he wants to. He does at one point. Also, like, like take advantage of the situation. Like you have superpowers now because this thing's there. Like do something with it as opposed to just like complaining and acting like a putz. Like yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Eddie Brock's like a t- like literally like the worst protagonist in any of these fucking movies we've watched in the last like five years. He's Man, like just Howard the Duck levels of bad as a protagonist. Like, I don't understand how anybody would ever cast Tom Hardy in like dialogue heavy roles. It's just a bad idea. It it really is, man. He's he, like his best role is Max. Yeah, Ma- Mad Max and like Bane. Like his, Bane, his presence yeah. is all you need. You yeah. just don't let him open his fucking mouth. Yeah, because even Bane, like when he talks too much, that's when that shit falls apart, right? Like yeah. that's where that movie really kind of caves in on itself is when he just like he, when he starts spouting off and going on and on. It's like, oh, we don't have to watch his stupid mouth talking at least. Yeah, it's true. I mean, in this movie, you only have to half watch it because like most of the time <laughs> he's covered up in CGI horse shit. So. Yeah. And they did a couple like bad ones where he like people were like half morphed and stuff like that. Like when they did the the shopkeeper like half morphed, I was like, oh, that yeah. looks legit terrible. Like it looks really There's a couple. bad. Yeah. So anyway, so Carnage just wrecks everybody in the prison, and uh, you know he's basically like red version of uh, Venom, except he's also got the Iron Spider arms. Yeah, the 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 weird tendrily extraness of Ve- of Carnage versus Venom is one of those like I, apparently it's a nuance of the symbiotes that I'm not aware of as a symbiote hater. 
Well, they like take on characteristics of the host, right? Well, there's also like the different colors have different like attributes to them, apparently. Like in well, yeah, like the silver like, one, Riot, and the first one. Yeah, he yeah, comments kind, about how this is a red one, and, yeah. and the red ones are like extra special, scary. That's from the comics, I, I think. Like that's actually like they they are graded that way. Why the black ones suck so bad? I don't understand. Yeah. Like, they look the coolest. <laughs> Why Eddie so, like, got stuck with the worst fucking like yeah. The, lowest level sit like the level one symbiote or something yeah shit. and i love like even the symbiote himself like it, it's running towards carnage and it's like like we're gonna die or whatever <laughs> yeah and he's like wait what he's like no <laughs> we're gonna die like we're like we're not ready for this yeah. and he almost does so oh there you shit go. it's a red one yeah yeah which like he, like they comment on that kind of shit i like that they continuously try to refer to themselves as lethal protector which was the absolutely yeah. terrible title of series. the original venom yeah. limited series yeah just terrible anyway yeah (laughs) well i also don't understand why like how can venom spawn a red symbiote that is apparently like better or scarier or more powerful than him or whatever i just that doesn't fucking make sense to me either i don't want to read enough comic books to find out tim that's basically where we're at with this carnage like that is canon right cassidy carnage is an offspring of venom right in the comics yeah. Uh, so, oh God, I'm trying to. Remember. I actually looked it up because I was like, hey, "What? They? I know it was. I think Eddie now and Venom were setting split. the cop up to be toxin, and God damn it. Uh, well, okay, yeah, that's what it was. They were cellmates. Eddie and Cletus Cassidy were cellmates, and when Venom mm-hmm. rescues Eddie Brock and they break out of jail, as Venom again, like the Venom symbiote rescues him, it leaves a spawn behind that becomes Carnage and attaches itself to Cletus Cassidy. Okay. So it's it's close, you know what I mean? But like, we also need to point out that like all of this stuff that happened in the comics was under the impetus of a Spider-Man story. Whereas yeah. this has <laughs> no connection, on its own, <laughs> no connection to Spider-Man, which is why, like, that's what always gets me about this. I'm like, how do you explain the fact that like his costume looks like a Spider-Man <laughs> costume spider on its fucking chest, but even the, the eyes, he's got Spider-Man shaped eyes and like the yeah. face is all Spider-Man based. And I'm like, so how now do you they're trying that? to explain that through the MCU and be like, they have, you know, the co- hive collective or whatever has collective knowledge of Spider-Man in this different universe or whatever. This fuck Sony all deal is going to fuck up the MCU. I promise you that. Like, <laughs> even if you don't pay attention to those movies, the people Enough who do are going to be, be like, like yeah. yeah, it's going to be like, why is this so dumb? Because that's all this movie is, is dumb. And now it's fisted inside of the MCU from behind unwillingly. <laughs> it looks like. So. so Carnage wrecks the prison <laughs> and escapes and finds a laptop and plugs his fucking red weird tendrils into it, even though Cassidy's never used a fucking computer in his life. And Carnage presumably hasn't either. And they Carnage somehow, is a newborn, I think, at this yeah, point, too. Right? They like, somehow hack a fucking database to find out where Shriek is. <sighs> I also like that he, for some reason, he was super discriminatory about like who he killed in the prison. Like he wasn't killing other prisoners or anything like that. He's just killing the guards. And I was like, "What is this PG thirteen? Yeah, that's the behavior shit? of a fucking serial killer, right?" No, this is the fu- yeah in a PG thirteen movie, which is like <laughs> this movie's biggest sin is like if it's gonna be this movie, at least be rated R and ridiculously gory to keep me entertained. But it's yeah. not any of that. So yeah, yeah either way. True. So then we go to Venom and Eddie having their breakup scene basically uh where oh god yeah so they fight themselves we talk about the chickens we talk about the chickens yet 
no, the chicken Sonny and Cher that Venom won't eat because he's grown attached to them, basically. And Venom can... We learn here now that, like, Venom can only eat live things. He can't eat dead things. And so, yeah. Although, apparently, he can eat tater tots. That works. Chocolate. Chocolate. They keep talking about chocolate. That one, apparently, is canon. That is that is from yeah. the comics, apparently. So, mm-hmm. I guess there's some compound that is only in brains and chocolate that is what Venom subsists on. I wonder if that's factual. I wonder if that's true. Like, real-world true. Because that would be weird. If the only place you could get that particular compound would be like chocolate or brains. I just seems, I, I, seems missed, I missed the name of whatever chemical it was they were trying to pass off. But Yeah, I didn't even try to listen because like this movie was dog shit and it obviously didn't make any sense. So, <laughs> so yeah, they have a big fucking fight and <laughs> Venom starts throwing all of Eddie's shit out the fucking window, including his TV, like almost killing people on the street. He just bought a brand new OLED and he tosses it out the window. That symbiote's got no respect yeah. for technology. I was so annoyed by that scene. Yeah. And then Eddie just goes out and buys himself a new one, too. You know what I mean? Like, just replaces it. <laughs> With all the money that Eddie has from his unstable employment. Well, I mean, he found all those corpses. You got to assume that's got some kind of reward behind it, right? They find, like, did, did they all have money in their wallets? Is that what happened? I assume there was, like, missing persons rewards that he would get the money for on that kind of thing, wouldn't he? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the story was <sighs> just so good that he wrote when he, you know, unveiled all these corpses to the world for the Daily Bugle or whatever. Because there is a shot really early on where he's like blatantly looking he's at the Daily Bugle. for the Bugle. Yeah. yeah so. This universe is very... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Which I was like, because that confused me when I saw that. I'm like, wait, are we already in the MCU? They just didn't... Well, so that was apparently a whole thing. So yeah. Circus has come out later and said like it that it was kind ass. of all over the place in terms of how they were going. Like, like there, it sounded like they always had some plan to incorporate yeah. Spider-Man into this movie. But they just never knew how they were going to do it, whether it was like Spider-Man was actually going to show up at some point in this universe or what. And then eventually they settled on, oh, we'll just, you know, do it as a post credit scene where Venom shifts universes. Yes. And that still doesn't make any sense. Like it just, I mean, we'll talk about it, but like it still makes no fucking sense that he's there. So great. Uh, So Eddie, at the end of this fight, sets off his smoke alarm, which separates Venom from him. Venom goes off on his own goes to a fucking Starts like murdering people because like he's yeah, he's definitely. like draining people as he jumps from symbiote to sy- or person to person because yeah, they're they're not the right match for him yeah like so, the, the yeah, whole plot like, of the first movie is about like him jumping from person to person until he finds eddie that he's a match for and eddie yeah. can for some reason like sustain him or whatever it must be the heroine that he, they're both just doing <laughs> fucking pounds of basically know. yeah uh, uh, heroin i don't know I feel, I feel like eddie's maybe more of a method yeah, meth would make more sense. I just, I think I wanted to do heroin while I was about halfway through this movie. <laughs> I think that's what it was. So Venom goes off on his own and goes to a like sex club, gay club, gay sex club. I don't know. Is it? A club. It, like, it looked like a Halloween party to me. But I mean, it was, like, it was a masquerade party for sure, or whatever it was. But I think it might have been at a gay bar because, like, there I was. I didn't get gay club. I mean, there was, well, there was girls he, there and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. The, Women can be gay, Mark. Yeah, but I mean, usually they don't mix at the bar, I don't think, right? I don't know. This is why I want Paul here for this one. Yeah, I'm like, exactly. I think we confused. need some explanation. Because Venom goes like up on stage, and he's like feeling all welcomed and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, he does have he like a weird like, self-actualization moment on stage. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he's in the process of murdering a dude. Like, he's eating a dude exactly. inside the of him. The dude that's right? inside him is, is yeah. yeah, his heart is slowly like slowing to nothing yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. 
and he's all covered in fucking glow sticks and he goes up on stage and takes the mic and has a whole like i'm me and nobody can tell me otherwise and all that sort of shit and all the people in the crowd people are very nonplussed by it also like they accept that it's a costume even though like two seconds of looking at it would indicate like actually that's a giant disgusting jizz creature (laughs) that i need to run away from like that's not a costume i guess still (laughs) i don't know i've seen some impressive shit at at dragon con true but i haven't seen a nine foot tall thing with tendrils that come out off of it with you know teeth like that that didn't have a person inside of it (laughs) i mean i guess it did have a person inside of it but it was it was being eaten slowly yeah anyway so so eddie's uh, eddie's on his own at this point uh and venom are on her own eddie ends up getting arrested by mulligan i can't remember what for i think he picks him up because, oh, no, it's because because of Cassidy because breaks out. It's been being thrown out of his prison. Oh yeah, because Cassidy had broken out. Right, they they pull him in for questioning to see like mm-hmm. if he knows anything about how Cassidy got out of, out of prison. That's where Eddie finds out that Cassidy broke out, and it sounds like that Cassidy somehow has gotten a symbiote of his own as well. And so he asks to see Anne, and he brings in Anne, and he asks Anne to go find Venom for him. And she goes to see Mrs. Chen and eventually figures out that Venom is inside Mrs. Chen. What a dick move. Like, he's going to fucking kill Mrs. Chen, who is the one that, like, gets him all his chocolate. Yeah, exactly. Because we see a scene earlier where, like, uh, Venom crawls in on another corpse that he has killed. Yeah. And then hops over to Mrs. Chen. But, yeah, he's definitely living on Mrs. Chen, which should kill her eventually. Yeah. If if he doesn't him. get the chance to, though, because it hops over to Anne to get back to Eddie. Yeah, but they don't do the like super sexy she venom thing this time. Like they don't show it to you. It's just like all shadows. Last time they were like, "Look at yeah, the girl man. venom," and that now they're venom just like, with "Whatever." Titties. Yeah, venom yeah. with boobs. Yeah. Uh, so yes, is is this where I'm trying to remember the the one scene I really did kind of like was where Michelle Williams like Anne is like seducing Venom or like you know like trying yeah, to get him yeah. to do what she wants kind of that was thing. the only time it felt like she gave a shit what was going on in the movie <laughs> exactly the entire time and like i'll talk about it later because i do like she, she was a little distracting in that like she was all not like natalie portman and thor two levels of fucking disinterested you know what i mean like not like oh my god this is detract i mean this movie's terrible so like <laughs> it couldn't detract that much from it but it's not to that point where i'm like every time she's on screen i'm like oh my god she looks like she's gonna fucking slit her wrists on yeah. camera like she doesn't Clearly look like just like I, natalie portman I, did, I did she too. actually went and fucking saw this movie <laughs> oh no but like yeah, yeah like michelle williams did not go to the premiere of this movie at all she's like how much money am i making for this how many days do i gotta show up fuck yeah double that because i know how much money the fucking first one made so double that <laughs> and then i'll show up for this fucking second one and yeah, she obviously did whatever yeah for like yeah eight days tops you know what i mean like she did a week <laughs> tops so Anne brings Venom back to. I think this is the scene where he does it, where uh, she like seduces Venom to get out yeah. of Mrs. Chen and get on her instead. Because yeah. there's that whole bit where she's in. That's the only scene where Dan has anything to do, like as like funny or character wise, where he's yeah, actually he's in the background being like, "Wait a minute, why are yeah. you like flirting like, with wait. Venom?" And he's like, "Wait, you're better." He's like, "I know whatever. what I'm doing." You never flirt with me like that or whatever horse shit he said. It's because like, you're boring as fuck, Dr. Dan. Get out of here. <laughs> so, yeah, Venom you're better on uh, Veep. takes over takes over Anne and Anne takes Venom into the jail uh, or into the holding cell in the police department yeah. or whatever. And then they break out together. 
I feel like Tom Hardy just really likes making out with Michelle Williams also because like every movie has a scene where like they have to transfer the symbiote yeah. by like just fucking slobbering all over each other for like three minutes <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And like Michelle Williams, fine. I know she gives lots of people boners or like did on the creek or whatever. She was never oh, yeah. she was never my blonde of choice uh in the cw days there was a vampire slayer that i liked more so i, I got room for both nah, nah. <laughs> i always like katie holmes more yeah i like katie holmes too then cassidy breaks shriek out of the institution that she's in and uh, cat there they go on like a fucking rampage and kill a bunch of fucking cops and shit and uh oh yeah that's when shriek uses her powers on the cops and then finds out that, that that's not good for the symbiote as well. Yeah. The symbiote and her don't seem to get along super well. So yeah. Or whatever. I mean, the symbiote basically, as soon as he knows that <laughs> she can do that, that Caesar is a threat. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. It immediately like kind of turns on her, which is like, I think that's actually kind of comic accurate. If I remember correctly, they don't yeah. get along because of that. What else? Yeah, they drive away, take a fucking helicopter, blah, blah, blah. They decide to get married. Carnage is apparently a Game of Thrones fan because he wants to have his own red wedding. I guess they let him watch Game of Thrones in the prison. Doesn't seem like the best idea for me, but whatever. Then they decide that they want to, like, their wedding gifts to each other are that, like, Shriek is going to bring Anne. Oh, no, bring Eddie, Eddie and Venom to the ceremony and i think i not well i think the way it works is cletus wants eddie carnage wants venom and she wants the cop the cop that and the way that they're going to get venom and eddie is by kidnapping well i don't even think that's necessarily i think what it is is that shriek goes to the apartment looking for eddie and venom and uh, yeah i mean like either way the picture of eddie and ann and figures like oh he must care about her i need to find this woman and then like completely coincidentally walks right into her at the on the ground floor of the apartment if i'm not mistaken right like basically just like walks right into her yeah yeah pretty much yeah that's excellent script writing right there boys great great writing there yeah yeah so they all go out and get their various then venom goes or not venom carnage goes and gets the cop and brings him to the this church that's going to be where the whole third act of the fucking movie takes place. And yeah, that's true. Eh? They're in that church for like the entire rest of the movie. Like yeah. Once they get there. Big, I mean, it's a big like knockdown drag out set piece fight, which is yeah. basically what the third act of the first movie was too, except it was like, on Oh the yeah. The, the shuttle. The, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of yeah, the, yeah. Of the shuttle in that case. So venom and carnage fight each other. There's a whole like, venom it's or carnage at some points calls venom his father and that gets kind of weird for a second yeah and uh, oh there's a point where the church bell like peels and that causes the symbiotes to like recede so you've got eddie and cassidy fucking fighting mono a mono for a bit shriek ends up outside with the cop i don't know it's a big fucking knockdown drag out fight and in the end carnage well dan lights carnage on fire at some point but yeah in the end venom like eats the carnage symbiote yeah and that leaves cassidy vulnerable on his own and venom, venom eats, eats his head cassidy yeah eats cassidy and that's pretty much the end yep then they go oh then they go to the beach Oh yeah, or they go on vacation, which kind of leads yeah. us into the post-credit scene, right? Like, yeah, Venom, yeah, Venom and Eddie are on the beach together and having like a you know their little like romantic, we made up kind of moment, and 
then in the mid credit scene, we see them in the hotel room and Venom is telling Eddie how like he's got all this information from the hive about alternate universes and shit like that. And at that point, basically the room like switches kind of thing and it's, he's in a different hotel room all of a sudden. Uh, and we find out that he has shifted universes into the MCU and on TV is basically the end of uh, far from home, far from home where Joan, uh, J Jonah Jameson is on the TV loudly proclaiming that, I mean, what does J Jonah Jameson proclaim? That's not loudly proclaimed that, Peter Parker is Spider-Man and Venom apparently recognizes Spider-Man and wants to licks the him. screen. Yeah. Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Licks poor Tom Holland's face on screen. Yeah. The end. So yeah, that's uh that was Venom 2, <sighs> Let There Be Carnage. <sighs> now officially part of the MCU. Oh, and like I said, Mulligan at one point. We, we see him and we get like the telltale flash in his eyes that suggests oh, yeah, that he yeah. now has a symbiote inside him somehow. I thought he got Shriek's power. I, some, I, I thought he inherited Shriek's power somehow. That's kind of what I got oh, from was it, it? But I don't, I don't know. I don't know. They didn't do well, that's, anything. That's what they, they showed. showed his eyes. So well, I don't that's know. what they showed in the first movie. That's what they showed when the Venom symbiote had taken somebody over. Oh, was, okay. Like, was a blue flash in the eyes kind of thing. Well, I guess it, it, it was be- kind of. Yeah, it wasn't really clear, but my guess is that they're trying to because that character ends up being toxin in the comics. I think I looked it up. Uh, maybe I don't know. I like like toxin I said, symbiotes. Symbiotes, symbiotes yeah. kind of like not. <laughs> how many dozen of them are there now? Well, there's like venom, anti-venom, carnage, toxin, anti-toxin. What's the female one? I think toxin. No, toxin Co- is the one that's a cop. Calamity? I don't know. Fuck. I honestly, Tim, I don't fucking care about the symbiotes <laughs> at all. Past their inclusion in the Spider-Man like mythos. You know what I mean? Like once you get there is an entire separate like Venom continuity of dog shit. And like No, I guess is one. Null is like the leader of the symbiote. The god. Okay. Yeah, they're god. So like oh, Scream. Scream is who I was thinking was Scream. Scream. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Fair enough. I, I mean, yeah, because the names are basically the same. Fair enough. And Riot, who was in the first one. Yes, Riot. Apparently there's Lasher, Phage, Agony. These are all from that Lethal Protector series. Yeah. Hybrid. Jesus, there have been a lot of these over the years. Skull. Yeah, too many. They all suck. Mania. They all suck. All of them suck. All of them suck. Even Carnage sucks. Venom technically sucks, but like. Yeah, once you get like two removed, like after Carnage, it's like, yeah, this is all garbage, boys. Garbage. <laughs> There's a whole run of comics, and like, <sighs> this is the most damning by faint praise shit ever, but like, this movie's not any more or less terrible. And then, and most of the solo Venom or Venom Carnage symbiote stories that I've ever read, they're all generally pretty fucking terrible. Like, they're all garbage for 13 year old boys to like, talk about yeah. how these alien things tear bodies apart and stuff like it's 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 edgelord bullshit for 13 year olds that's the only time i ever well, remember I mean, thinking it's mid-90s. That was cool. yeah yeah like it's it's mid-90s them trying to like you know do something imagey kind of thing right basically yeah yeah well this is pre-image though right like this this predates image because like todd mcfarlane mm-hmm. was the guy who like kind of co-created the design of venom like right like, right in amazing and stuff so like yeah it's kind of pre a lot of venom is in shit spawn a lot of like that 
yeah. motif also kind of carries over into Spawn, right? So, I don't know. What did you think, man? This was like, you know, let's start with what did, what did you like? Did you like anything? Like, was there anything you were enjoying while you were watching so, it? I thought Andy Serkis directed it competently. Mm. I didn't have any major problems with the direction. I thought that generally, like, the production quality on it was pretty good. Like, not MCU up to snuff, but, like, pretty solid. It was, And same as the first, like, the effects and the action and stuff were done pretty well, choreographed pretty well. See, I thought the effects in the first one sucked, too. And I think that's, maybe that's something that we disagreed on in that one. But I was maybe, like, yeah. the, I think the effects sucked in the first one. And I don't think, what's the, what's most damning about it is that they don't look any better than they did in the last one. Like That's I just true. watched yeah, it, and I'm better, like, "There's yeah. no, they're not any better." And it's, to me, the biggest damning about that is just like I can't tell what the fuck's going on when they're fighting. Like when the two symbiotes are fighting, no fucking clue what's really happening. I didn't. There were a couple of scenes where I had trouble, like especially when the symbiotes start getting like really, yeah, really. I think like the goopy kind of thing, like really, yeah, like, uh, the third like, act, tenderly and stuff. Yeah, like the whole third act, I was like, "What the fuck are they doing to each other?" Like, it really doesn't make a ton of sense yeah, what's going on. I didn't on, have so. much trouble following there. I, I was also watching it in 3D. I don't know if maybe that might have helped to some extent. I don't. I don't see how it could have possibly have fucking helped. 3D usually makes things even worse for visibility. But 3D so. can also make things stand out from other stuff maybe. in the background that you might sort of mistake for part of the action otherwise. That kind of thing. That's I don't know. That's 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 just me. Yep. Yeah, maybe it was more more separated because like I was like, this just looks like a mess of shit to me, basically. Yeah. And I also thought like even just the day to day stuff though, like even the shooting, like the day to day shooting looked like shit to me. Like the the framing was weird. Like, everything looked cheap. Like everything looked kind of chintzy, relatively speaking. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm just used to like the 250 million dollars they spend on every fucking Marvel movie, and that's all I really <laughs> see in theaters now. So when they spend 100 million dollars, I'm like, oh, I can see the seams on this. But like, no, this felt real. I was just not happy. Like the color grading felt all off. Like it just felt technically not put together with a ton of care. Like it looked very slapdash to me. So, mm, okay. but either way, sorry, I didn't mean yeah. to like completely like shit. No, on that's all right. Point. I, that's just, I, I didn't get that. Like I, I was, you were, I was cause you're saying it looked like, good. And I was like, holy fuck, really? Cause I thought these looked like dog shit, but the thing is like, just all of the action and stuff. Like I was pretty happy with, I just thought that it felt like totally unearned, which I think is exactly what I thought with the, yeah, the yeah. last movie, like the third act, like looked pretty good. It was fun. The fight was fine, but like, I just had no investment in it whatsoever because it was like an hour and 20 minutes of fucking bullshit to get there. Well, see, like that's my, my, my top level is just like, it's, it's not good, but I don't hate it. It's just schlock. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, it's just schlocky action to me. And, like, it, I've seen better schlocky action also. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, really, it kind of everything in this movie that I like hinges on just watching Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson try to out Nick Cage each other. <laughs> I, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. So, there's your toxin, actually. Like, if you're going to, like, you're going to do a sequel to this and do another symbiote that's Nick even Cage. bigger. Bring Nick Cage in, have him be like whatever. Name one once. On like the Wikipedia article, if you go have him to be null, I guess, or whatever. If you go to Steve, uh, the that guy Patrick Mulligan, that character, it links to the Toxin article because oh. that the first host of the Toxin symbiote is former NYPD officer Patrick Mulligan. Sure. So that is literally guy the guy in the comics that is due to become Toxin. Yeah. They were pretty good about using the names like that name. The character name for Francis is also the character name for Shriek in the comics. Like that's yeah, all it all yeah. kind of tied up properly. So I was like, that was fine with me. I just I mean, this movie was terrible, so it didn't it doesn't matter <laughs> one way or the other. So 
like I said, I thought the church fight looked really great. I thought that there were some really nicely like frame shots, like in front of the fucking stained glass and everything that were, you know, they were pretty at the very least. Yeah. Uh, and, and like the stuff with the church bell ringing, causing the symbiotes to get disrupted so that Brock and Cassidy could have a little bit of a, you know, fucking one-on-one kind of thing. I was, I was fine with all that too. <sighs> the going back to the church thing, like, cause they always use the church bell as like how to get rid of the symbiote. Like, that's the yeah. only thing anybody remembers from the comic is like is Peter Parker using the church bell to get rid of the symbiote that one time. And now every time they do it in mass media, it's a church bell as opposed to at least they didn't do that in the first movie. The first movie, it was Anne using like the PA system. At yes. The, at the but that's what I mean. At least like that. That's a that's a creative way to get loud sound mm-hmm. in modern society where like you should be able to get the problem with the symbiote being susceptible to sonics is like my sound system is really loud anything yeah exactly anything is the car horn too much like what's too much for it you know what i mean can i just go like sit underneath the fucking like underneath the takeoff thing at the airport protected yeah to get venom out of me and they get venom out of me because like the plane's going overhead super loud also right like yeah it's kind of easy to find things that are super loud or on fire or electrically charged in (laughs) modern society so like these symbiotes don't seem like much of a threat to me Aside from the fact that they can turn their arms into like cutting weapons, but like just make yourself a T1000. At least that's a metal robot you can program and not like a insane symbiote that lives in your ass. <sighs> what else did I like? That whole rant made more sense than this movie did, and it didn't make any sense whatsoever. Ever, so I don't know. I, th- I did like, even though it was straight up fucking ripped off from the Iron Spider with like the four arms coming out of his back, I did like the Carnage character design. It, it just looked like really... the comic version, like that, all that tenderly yeah. stuff with like the stuff coming off him. That's very much like right out of like what they do with him in the comics all the time. And that's, that's what I identify with carnage. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like, he's the one that's like, you know, and it makes sense. He's got a fucking crazy person in it or person in him. He's like more chaotic and shit yeah. like that. And so like, yeah, that makes sense to me. And I thought that they represented that visually decently at least. Yeah. I wish they, I, I almost feel like I wanted to see it more clearly. Like it always felt like it was a little obfuscated except for like the one or two sh- like really good money shots they had of it. The budget. Shit. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's just like, show me the monster. Like if you're going to show the monster as much as you already are, show me it, you know, like show me the fucking monster, I guess at that point. Cause yeah. you're not hiding it. This isn't the thing anymore. Right. Like you're not doing that, like obfuscating it anymore. It's a major character in a fucking Marvel movie at this point. So like, let me see the goddamn thing, I guess. So yeah. I, don't know. I think the only other thing that I can say that I like picked out that I genuinely enjoyed this time. Well, two things. One was I actually did like Anne. like I liked Michelle Williams more in this movie than I did in the first one, which isn't saying much because she was just kind of there in the first one. Mm-hmm. But like she did have some shit to do. And like Michelle Williams did actually seem to put in a marginal bit of effort this time, which she didn't really seem to do in the first movie. So like, it felt like in the first movie, she wasn't required to do anything and just kind of showed up. Like I've always felt like she was game in the first one. Just like, she just didn't get anything to do basically, Mm -hmm. except for react to him eating a lobster in that one scene. And then, whereas in this one, I feel just like she was like, wait, I'm going to make how much money for showing up to this. You okay. Like, of course I'm not going to say no to that. So I'll put in a little bit of work. So I'll put in some work, yeah. And like, I feel like, I mean, that scene where she's seducing Venom was pretty cute. Like, I was on yeah. board. That was fun. Everything else, she's just running around, not really doing anything or, you know, contributing in any way, shape, or form. But like, nobody really contributes anything to this movie in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> it's basically just like Tom Hardy running around screaming to himself. It's actually, that's entirely what this movie is, is just Tom Hardy running around screaming at himself. So, <laughs> I don't know, man. And then the only other thing 
that I I liked was Venom. Like, this is what, PG-13? So they get one F-bomb, and Venom uses it when he says, fuck this guy, after Cassidy is separated from Carnage. And then then he fucking eats Cassidy's head. And I was like, that was pretty satisfying, if only because it meant I didn't have to watch Woody Harrelson anymore. Yeah, it means the movie's over. You know what I mean? Like, we're we're almost done. Yeah. (laughs) And that I'm never going to have to watch this version of fucking Carnage anymore. Oh, they'll bring him back. They, oh, they've they've hopped shipped to the MCU. You know, there's a Cletus Cassidy over there too. There's going to be a Cletus Cassidy over there, and like, why would you not get Woody Harrelson to come back and pay him twenty million dollars to show up? I guess. <sighs> yeah, man. Then you can do Toxin. Yeah, if Harrelson got paid twenty million for this, he got fucking way overpaid. I mean, I don't know what his going rate is, but I assume he's a he's a kind of relatively big name leading man at this point, right? He's got to be like a five million dollar guy, right, to show up? Maybe five, five to ten. Come on, Woody Harrelson. I don't know. He was really good in True Detective. That's the only thing I can really point to at this point. Like, White Men Can't Jump was, like, 1993. So, like, I don't know yeah, what else. The last thing I think I saw him in was the Hunter Zombie Game Land. movies. He was fun. Oh, was he in those? I never saw those. So I don't yeah, know. he played, like, an old survivor of the games that ends up uh, fucking, like, Was he in the first Katniss. one? Oh. Uh... I don't know if he's in the first one. I think he might come around in the second one. I saw the first one, I think, of those movies. I didn't particularly care for it. I'm not a big J-Law fan either, though, so whatever yeah all right well let's uh let's let's pull this thing apart a little bit what did you uh I'm right at the top here's my my biggest problem there's no stakes to this movie it is a cartoon oh, yeah. right yeah so it's when it's not complete insanity it's just fucking boring right it's just people reciting dialogue to each other there's also the weird fact that for some reason and this is basically so they can maximize box office profits this movie's pg-13 we're introducing carnage who is a serial yeah. killer with a symbiote attached to it, which should be their this excuse movie to go have been like bloody as shit. Yeah, this should have been a schlock gore fest, basically. Yeah. And for some reason, they made this PG thirteen, and it is therefore not. Yeah, I don't understand how this movie had less gore than a Deadpool movie. Yeah, like the Deadpool movies are gorier than this. Like Logan was gorier than this. You know what I mean? Like because yeah. they're rated R and they could get away with it. So, like, why you do a PG-13 movie that doesn't go completely over, over the top with this premise is insane to me. Like, at least that would be entertaining garbage as, as opposed to, like, basically semi-plotting garbage with two men just doing their best carry and call to Nick Cage to come and join them in an inexplicable sequel of insanity and screaming or whatever the fuck that would possibly be. Because that's all it seems like they want to do is just, like, add more crazy actors to this mix and see how much money they can get away with taking from Disney at this point. They bring in Nick Cage's Ghost Rider. Ghost I mean, Rider versus Venom. Oh my god, make that movie right now. It would be <laughs> horrible. <laughs> the biggest, most hilarious fucking disaster. So like, I don't know. That's, but yeah, that's, like, I'm, I'm with you. Like Venom and Eddie in particular. So I don't think the whole movie's a cartoon, and that's the problem. If you're gonna make a fucking like goofy cartoon movie, go fucking whole hog and make Deadpool. But they make a movie that's got two cartoon characters, fucking Eddie and Venom, and then the world itself around them is supposed to be something I'm taking seriously. You no, know, except for Cletus Cassidy. Cletus Cassidy, yeah, he's also a fucking, a fucking cartoon, cartoon character, right? Yeah. So like, and so Shriek also. So you have like the one black character in this entire movie who's just a yeah. cartoon character, right? Yeah, like doesn't really have a personality, and it's just there for Cletus to obsess over. So like that's interesting, also. So that that just makes this weird fucking disconnect, and it makes it really hard for me to suspend disbelief. And like, holy shit, is there a fuckload of shit that they want you to overlook and suspend disbelief for in this movie? Yes, like we already talked about like how Eddie 
I don't understand how this Eddie Brock is able to keep himself out of either police custody or an asylum or, or a fucking like lab when he can clearly barely control Venom. Like how many people have seen Venom poking his fucking head out of Eddie at this point? Oh, hundreds. I'm guessing. Yeah, probably (laughs) like if his, if his shop, he can't keep it a secret from the shopkeeper that he buys his fucking like ramen from, then like you have a problem. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, and how he hasn't gotten kicked out of that fucking apartment, which Venom has just like completely Completely destroyed. Yeah. Huge holes in the ceiling of and shit like that. Or how the authorities haven't found him and like tracked him down when he like, he literally destroys buildings anytime he climbs them. Yeah. Like any building that Venom has climbed, he has wrecked structural integrity, integral elements of that fucking building. Like they're completely unsafe after <laughs> Venom has climbed up the building. You want to know how I know I'm almost 40? There is a shot where he slides across one of those tile roofs and all the shingles come off. And I'm like, that's a $10,000 repair job right there. <laughs> Fuck Venom. You know what I mean? And I was like, wait. I'm a grown man now, and this shit doesn't work on me anymore. Like, you this isn't entertaining to me. And I don't even own my own home. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just saw it and was like, oh, my God, that's terrible. So, yeah. like, also, they had the dude who plays Dan in Veep, and his character in this movie is also Dan. I, I looked it up. The guy's name is Dan in Veep, and it's Dan in this. So, basically, these people hired Reed Scott to show up in this movie because they liked him playing Dan in Veep. And then named him Dan. And just gave him the same name again. Yeah, I, that's why I was confused. I'm like, is his name just Dan? And am I fucked up? And yeah, his name is Dan Egan Veep. And his name is Dr. Dan Lewis in these fucking movies. <laughs> they do nothing with him, even though he's one of the funniest characters on Veep. Like, this guy is legit hilarious. And also apparently has crossed over. Because it looks like he's in the Echo Show. The Echo Show. The the show that where everybody keeps thinking their Daredevil's coming back in. That, that's going to start in Hawkeye. Echo shows up oh, at Hawkeye. Right, right, right. And there's a yeah, show coming right after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, he's been signed. He's on his IMDb has that listed as his next job. So maybe oh. Dr. Dan came across the universe. Either that or this, me. this another one of those faces is just randomly turning up in different movies at this point. Yeah. Either Randall way. Park or somebody. Yep. yep. <sighs> and I mean, the, just the fucking dialogue between Venom and Eddie is terrible. I mean, the dialogue. Period is fucking period terrible. Period is terrible, but between them is particularly fucking bad. Like it felt yeah. like a puerile fucking fourteen year old wrote it. It's just full of like immature fucking gay jokes and shit. And yeah, I mean, God Tom damn. Hardy did write it himself, so like it <sighs> is being written by a puerile teenager, basically. Like he's like, not. I, I definitely like could have done Hardy, without like, Venom calling everybody fucking bitches and pussies. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ, it's 2021. You can't fucking do that shit anymore. Yeah, there's a lot of that in this movie, too. It felt like a kind of what I think what gets me the most. And this is like a, another just weird giant gripe. But like it felt like this is what these fucking comic book movies felt like before the MCU. You know what I mean? What's well, yeah, this feels like a mid 90s. Like yeah. this feels like Blade Trinity or some shit. That's I was actually going to compare it to Blade Trinity or I'm trying to think what else like not like Batman and Rob like Green Lantern. You know what I mean? Batman like, Forever or some shit. Yeah. Fucking Batman yeah. and Robin. Like, it's that. It's that. Catwoman. Catwoman was the one I was bullshit. thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Catwoman. Or fucking like Steel, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. That, that level of schlocky, cartoony bullshit. And they spend $110 million on this movie or whatever. <sighs> so either way. But yeah, like the, the comedy and stuff that I'm supposed to be laughing at between Eddie and fucking Venom, I'm just like rolling my eyes at and groaning at like. The whole I just want to feel the wind in my hair was so fucking stupid that it oh, yeah. pulled me out of the movie. I was like, wait, 
Did he literally just say that? Who the hell wrote that? Fire well, them right now. He wrote. I mean, he says the line. We like the, he tries. He's he tries to convince Eddie throughout the entire movie to that they should call themselves a lethal protector to the point where he says it so many times it stops. It starts to lose meaning. And then when they say it at the end, it's like, wow, this is just lame. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> just lame. And that's the sort know. of thing that if they'd done it well and done it like with the right nuance could have been a decent running gag, but they just killed it to death. Well, I mean, they kill everything to death. So like, I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. And for the record, like I have no problem whatsoever with the like heavily implied gay relationship between Eddie and Venom in theory. But this version of it just seems so like so adolescent and weirdly fucking executed that it just is really distracting for me. So I just I can't I can't read it as a, a gay relationship when he's spends the entire time hitting on a blonde girl. Like that's why I get hung up on that kind well, of Eddie's like bi. I get it. Ven- yeah. Venom's gay, Eddie's bi is what's happening. Fair. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll I can accept that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, I just like it's nuts, right? Because you got you got scenes where you got Michelle, like poor Michelle Williams, who's just trying to act and like hit her marks and look good and sound convincing, and Tom Hardy's upside down on the ceiling, dry humping a banister while groping a chicken. <laughs> it's just like holy fuck, you know what I mean? Like this, this movie's nuts. Everything's fucking crazy, like at all times, and then all of a sudden it's mundane and it's boring, and then it goes back to being completely batshit insane, and like. What is what is Woody Harrelson doing with his hands throughout ninety seven percent of this movie? It makes he's just weirdly gesticulating. I don't understand what's going. He's doing jazz fingers at the points. I don't know. I didn't what. like that performance at all. I mean, I, I, I did didn't not like, like Woody Harrelson as. There's no performance here. in this that's good. Period. Like Tom Hardy's performance in both of these movies is just fucking terrible. Like there's no continuity to it whatsoever. It's like, just whatever insane thing he feels like doing in the moment while they're shooting the scene. He just does. And for whatever reason, the director, Andy Serkis, just fucking lets him go nuts and do it. That's what I'm yeah, talking I, about in I, terms I, of direction. Like I agree. These there. performance yeah. here, like these two guys are way overacting and like we're just gonna go with it. Like, no, 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 no. I agree with you in that respect. I don't think like it's yeah. too much. And like that's the director's job. I don't think Circus directed the the acting very well. Aside from framing up shots properly, which is terrible, but like, yeah, the acting, like his directing his stars, he had a real problem with apparently because like these guys are just like shattering it up, like yeah. Shatner never did. You know what I mean? Like just ham on ham. It's pretty bad. So I'm fully with you there. I do think that. I mean, I think that Circus was given a fucking dog shit pile of a script to work with to begin with yeah. but i don't think he made good choices in terms of like no. uh, how he directed the actors to or if he directed the actors at all to and that's the thing is like i think i think he's a great he's a great second unit director he's done a ton of second unit direction work and that's usually like he he's very competent at that sort of thing he's done i think he did that on the first venom movie i think he was the second well, he does a lot of the effects works right like because he like yeah. that's what he's good at is directing yeah, but he just doesn't actors he, and he's a great actor on his own but he's just not great See, at directing actors and what i think the problem is and this may be just be talking out of my ass because i think about this shit too much but like i think because of how over the top you have to be when you're doing that kind of performance like the cg performance mm-hmm. so like his performances are very like arch and over the top because he's physically mm-hmm. get, having to really overact to do the stuff that he's doing so they can mocap him and like get into like yeah. when you watch him do Gollum, he's very into it and stuff 
right? But yeah. almost when you watch him do it, in the, or whatever, in the yeah. Movies, yeah. But when you watch him do it, like, and it's actually him doing it, you watch the mocap footage. He's way over the top with it, right? So I think that's what he encourages his actors to do, not realizing like when you do that and you're not CGIing the crap action. out of them, it yeah. turns out like this, and it's a fucking mess. So I think yeah. that's kind of to me where like that line gets drawn is like he doesn't know how to act. He doesn't know how to direct actors in live action toned down enough to be believable because he's used mm-hmm. to doing the over the top shit for his CG stuff all the time. Yeah. That, that it's a weird that. hack to figure out, I guess, but and maybe he gets another chance to do it again. This movie made $71 million this weekend. He's probably going to get to direct the sequel to this piece of shit somehow this weekend. And it's, it's, I guess that's what COVID. it's projected to make. Yeah. 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 I already made, I made eleven million dollars on the Thursday night on for Thursday some reason, night, yeah. which is like, yeah. I mean, I'm partially guilty for that because that's when I went. But you know, <laughs> I want to just get this shit over with. So, um, oh yeah, go, so going back to Cassidy, like I wanted, I you know, I'm not used to these characters really. I don't know much about Cletus Cassidy. Like the most reference I have for him is the ninety the nineties Spider Man. TV series. Cartoon. Yeah. Where Spider-Man couldn't even throw a punch, let alone have yeah. like Cletus Cassidy show up and like hack people in half his venom. Yeah. Well, he was, he was in that though, wasn't he? But he yep. was like, and he was, he was just like, you know, he was a maniac or whatever, but he had like this manic kind of high strung energy that was almost like Joker like, mm-hmm. and that's what I wanted here because the thing is, if you put me side by side, you put Eddie Brock and Cletus Cassidy side by side in front of me. And, you know, they did a little acting or whatever, or like did a scene and you asked me, okay, which of these two characters when they're possessed by a symbiote would be like more manic and chaotic and kind of thing. I would be like, well, fucking Eddie Brock. Yeah. He comes across as more like manic and fucking disjointed than Cletus Cassidy does. Like Cletus Cassidy, this performance almost came across as like fucking uh, Woody Harrelson trying to do like a, fucking Hannibal Lecter almost like that like Savanti yeah, okay. like smart kind of fucking yeah. serial killer and that doesn't work for Carnage well it doesn't work in this movie either you know what I mean like yeah. that's the other problem you have is that, like sometimes he's doing that and then sometimes he's screaming at the top of his lungs with the symbiote on him like yeah. there's no nuance to his there's no space for nuance to his fucking performance either you know what I mean like you just he's just either doesn't give a shit or is that at 11 and it's like yeah what are we doing here? And that's, again, that's your director has to be like, listen, guy that I'm paying $5 million to show up and play this fucking terrible comic book character. Like, I need you to tone this shit down a little bit because yeah, it's not coming across right or whatever. Yeah. But here we are. We both saw the movie that came out of this and like that obviously didn't happen. So not to mention that fucking awful wig that they gave, Woody Harrelson. It, to oh, yeah. be fair, it was better than the curly ass fucking Hobbit wig that they had on him in the post credit scene. Oh my god! The first movie. At least yeah. they dialed that back, but it's still very a very fucking bad hairpiece in this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think Woody Harrelson's got much hair left. It shouldn't be that yeah. hard to put a wig on him. So like, <laughs> do better, guys. You know. I mean, I guess they probably figured like he's going to be underneath CG for like sixty five percent of this movie. So like, who fucking cares? what he looks like but that weird forward haircut like hit, like that weird hitler youth haircut but like Swooping, sucked yeah. forward is just yeah. like that was a weird fucking look for him so i don't know i don't know so many strange fucking choices i don't know do you got anything else you want to talk about because like i mean you can sit here and bitch about this all day but just, like we're hitting that magic hour so just the mid credit scene just just fucking hug like <sighs> this is not how i wanted to get our first gay couple in the mcu 
Yeah, I'm going to let that one just sit there. <laughs> I really hope that it is just a cameo in No Way Home and that's it. And then Venom gets fucking shunted back to this garbage universe that like Morbius and shit is going to, and Black Cat are going to oh fucking show up God. in later. See, like, remember, we're out. still getting that fucking Morbius movie and a Black Cat movie, apparently. I mean, too. Morbius, I don't give a shit about. Like, I want to see Black Cat in the, in the Spider-Man. Have you met Black Cat in the game yet? Yeah, yeah. Well, I did. I haven't done the expansion pack stuff. Yeah, yeah. I did the mission yeah, where yeah. you go around and and take the pictures of all the little kitty figures. You got the taste of her, like kind of like flirty flavor. Kind of... Well, yeah, and I, I remember her from the '90s yeah. series too, the '90s cartoon as well. I love Black Cat. You know she's, what I mean? She's like, the Catwoman of this fucking. Yeah, she's a, she's Spidey's she's Spidey's Catwoman. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I love Black Cat. And I was looking forward to seeing Felicia Hardy in the real continuity and. I don't want to see a garbage movie that has. See, my problem is it's like we're doing all these movies that are like, oh, I like these movies because I like these characters as they relate to Spider Man. But then they're doing all these movies with no fucking Spider Man. <laughs> so, like, what's the. It's like doing like a Nightwing origin story and there's no Batman in it. It's kind of like <laughs> Titans, you know what I mean? Where it's like we have two Robins set up, one of whom is now going to be Nightwing. We don't. Well, we have. At least they barely, brought Bruce Wayne in. They, there at least they had a Batman. Yeah, there's yeah. that. But it's like there's no. Like, how do you get to the point where like we're making a Nightwing movie? We haven't made a Batman movie yet. Like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, you need to do three Batman movies before you do a Nightwing movie. Then, like, none of this makes sense. You can't do it this way. You already tried this, and then you didn't make a fucking Robin movie or Nightwing movie with yeah, Chris O'Donnell. After- yeah, or no, not Chris O'Donnell. After they wanted uh, to do one with him, Dark Knight Rises, and then they did it Fuck with Dark Knight that. Rises, and they didn't do that either. So I don't know yeah. why they want to make anything to do it either Joseph way. Gordon, yeah, with with go- Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like give me that fucking movie. When you've seen how the Venom movie turned out so well, you know, like <laughs> we're at this point, like we're this like the Venom character without Spider-Man makes no fucking sense, and then like now we're gonna so like here's my problem in the comics. And then we're, then we're done because I, I can't talk about this anymore. I'm so fucking frustrated. In the comics, the entire impetus for the Venom character is that both Eddie Brock and the symbiote have deep personal fucking grudges against Spider-Man. Hatred, yeah. Like hate Spider-Man the way like I hate these fucking movies. Like with yeah, the because Spider-Man wore him for yeah. however long kind of thing. A, and didn't a couple years or whatever. Was, yeah. He was his own being kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah. And, and then he had the Fantastic Four forcibly remove the goddamn symbiote from him and all that kind of stuff. And then yeah. and isn't it Eddie Brock like realized that Spider-Man was or that Peter Parker was Spider-Man or something like that? It was like using well, if, if his you, abilities to to beat out Eddie Brock at his own at like in the journalism game kind of thing. It's been a long time since I read it, but I think he he's like, there's no way any human could have gotten here faster than me unless that the person who took the pictures was also Spider-Man. And he kind mm-hmm. of puts it together that way, which most if you're a good investigative journalist, you would eventually figure out somebody's going to figure out Peter Parker, Spider-Man that way. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I, I think that's how they do that in the animated series, too. I think it's clo- it was it was pretty close from to the comic, I think, from the animated series. But like, yeah, they both have deep personal grudges against Peter Parker. And now we're just like, OK, here's this character that looks like and talks like Venom. Or I guess it talks like Venom. I don't know. It kind of talks like a shitty version of Deadpool, to be fair, not the Venom <laughs> that I know from the comics. But either way. And neither of them have ever met Spider-Man. But now I guess they're just going to show up and be part of the Sinister Six in this next Spider-Man movie. Because spite like Sony's got this huge boner to finally do the Sinister Six. And they're going to shoehorn it into it. Please, no. Well, that, it's happening all right, one way or the other, right? We've got a vulture. We've got... We, we saw Goblin. Doctor. We saw an octopus. We know... Electro is going to be in it because what's his name is going to be in there. That's already that's four characters, man. You had Venom and like 
lizard or scorpion and you're at six. Yeah. So that's, I, I don't want this like set up venom properly. Here's, here's what the, with the biggest takeaway, the version of venom that's going to be in the fucking PlayStation five game that's coming out next year that we're all super excited for is going to be way better than this version of venom because it's properly connected to the fucking title character, the way all this shit makes sense is if you first tie it to the hero <laughs> and we didn't do that here and the fucking video games doing it better. Like that's sad when we are at the point where the fucking PlayStation game is doing this shit better than the major motion picture franchise. That's sad, especially when we know the movie, the motion picture franchise, i.e. the MCU can do this shit right. If they want to, I, yeah. But because Sony's forcing their fucking hand, we're getting this fucking shitty piss poor version of Venom shoehorned into my Spider-Man movie that already has too much shit horse shoot into it. That's <laughs> the end of my review for this thing. Final thoughts, Tim. Rate and review. Give me numbers. Uh, I had such a bad taste in my mouth after this movie that I came back home and played the Insomniac Spider-Man game. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I need good Spider-Man to wash this garbage out of my mouth. I saved what if from this week oh, yeah. till after I watched that was, that was this. A good what if, dude. and it was it was like I was like holy shit, this one is fucking badass compared to that fucking movie. Yeah. So I'm glad that worked really well for me. <laughs> was watching yeah. what if after this because so, the, the Infinity Ultron was probably the best fucking episode they've done so far of what if that shit. And actually seems like it has further reaching implications too. That was he's like the he's like the ultimate version of the Borg. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. I was very happy with that. What if episode? Either way, yeah. So that's uh, what I did. I, that's a good pull though. Playing that game is a way better like Spider Man appearance yeah. than what anything else you could have got aside from <laughs> Infinity Ultron, which was the dopest shit that I've seen all week. Yeah, that's actually my geek cred. Uh, was like watch What If because you got to fucking see. Oh yeah, for sure. That fucking Ultron know, episode. Score to ten. Fuck. I don't even remember what I gave the first one. This one. I don't know, three out of ten. Cool. Like yeah, there's there's some cool shit in it, but it's just like not fucking earned and it's just yeah. cartoony bullshit and doesn't nothing fucking matches up right and it's just a weird fucking pastiche of garbage. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. And I can't possibly allow Tim to have a, a, a review that's lower than mine. So I'm going with a uh two. You said a two, <laughs> right? Three? I said a two. I said three. Yeah. I'll say two. It's pretty bad. And like it's Ghost Rider too bad, like Catwoman like levels of bad. There are see the thing is though there's entertaining bits in this. This is the mo- like this is one of those movies that, like in a couple years you'll you'll do best of the worst style like let's shit talk MST3K get baked with my buddies and watch like terrible movies. This is a movie you can throw on in a night like that and be like don't pay super close attention to it because it's basically just schlock, but like <laughs> it's nuts. So like watch the car crash kind of movie because that's what this is it's just a car crash at this point right like that's yeah. about halfway through this movie i had completely shut off taking it seriously at all i was just like oh, what yeah. a fucking disaster it's, it's so hard to take serious this shit is so that's basically what my review is like it's two out of ten but it's entirely once it goes completely off the rails then it's just enter like semi-entertaining schlock it could have been more entertaining if it was r-rated though that's why i get such a low review because if this yeah. had been this nuts and been like gory as all get out, like just rated R, it would have probably been like a five out of 10. It would have been more entertaining. Absolutely. So, but in a world where like this is Venom two and we can't get a sequel to the Carl Urban dread two out of 10, fuck this movie. (laughs) I still haven't watched that Carl Urban judge dread movie. You've never seen dread. 
No. I got I've I've got it downloaded. It's sitting there. I actually, you've just saw never it. fucking yeah, seen Dread. This is why, like, you need to come over some weekend and we'll just watch a bunch of movies that we think the other person should have watched and never has. You've never fucking seen Dread. The podcast is over. This it's like, <laughs> dude, Dread is fucking amazing. Compared to this, you should watch Dread tonight because compared to this, Dread's gonna blow your fucking mind. Man, I gotta go do more Spider Man. The sister in uh, Why the Last Man is the female lead from Dread. I haven't I haven't started watching that yet. Also, Lena Headey's in Dread. You would. Hmm. She's the bad guy in that. She's fucking awesome. Oh my god, you haven't seen Dread? Lena Headey's always awesome. True, but like she's extra special. She's like chomping at the fucking bit evil (laughs) in this movie, and it's awesome. Also, Carl Orbert does not take that helmet off the entire time. All you see is his pouty fucking chin. It's great. (laughs) All right, Tim, it's geek cred time. I can't do this anymore. I can't talk about Venom or think about Venom anymore. I need to expunge it from my brain like the symbiote from Eddie's butt. (laughs) My geek cred for this week is something I think Mark already geek credited, but I finally got around to seeing this week. Unlike Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Candyman, the 2021 movie, is very well written. Uh, It's got biting social commentary, very well directed by Nia Costa. Uh, Good effects, good acting. Mm. I loved the shadow puppet work. That worked so fucking well. Uh, I really enjoyed how they incorporated the original story after us just having reviewed it a few weeks ago. I also appreciate how they skipped over the two sequels to that and did not incorporate those at all because i also watched those in the past and they're pretty bad mm-hmm. they're pretty fucking bad yep so yeah uh some of the best new horror that i've seen in a while lots of tony todd though in those movies so oh yeah i mean he's great in them it's yeah. just everything surrounding him oh yeah yeah know? but that, that's the thing is in that first movie sort of everything's firing on all cylinders and the mm-hmm. uh, second and third movies is really just like a vehicle for him pretty much yeah so. absolutely but yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed that. It's some of the best new horror I've seen in a while. So if you have not already seen it, go see Candyman. Yeah, I, th- I get credited that the week that Paul was on here with us, with me. Mm. So last week? Two weeks Whenever ago. we did Ghost in the Shell, I yeah. get credited that week because I watched it that weekend. And it was, I was extremely happy with it, actually. Excuse me. I just, I'm trying not to barf in my mouth here. <laughs> Lovely. You, do you have do you have a symbiote that's trying to expel itself from your body? I fucking wish that would be awesome. It's, it's like, oh god, it's it's rotten in here. Let me out. <laughs> I'd have more fun with that symbiote than the fucking Eddie Brock did. I think so. I could think of way more entertaining <laughs> things to do with that. I wouldn't be against eating people's brains, though. You know what I mean? I'd be like, if you got to eat, you got to eat. We could find some scumbags for you to eat. Nobody's <laughs> okay. gonna miss them. You know what I mean? Like, look at this earth. There's enough people. You know? Yeah. yeah if you're not caught up to what if please catch up to what if and watch the infinity Ultron episode this week. Cause it was yeah. probably the best superhero shit that I've seen uh, in a while. And I've like, I'm basically getting ready to start fucking daredevil again. <laughs> but yeah, th- this week's what if is just, I think it's going to be pretty uh, key to the next couple episodes and like crossing all these characters over and stuff. Yeah. I was going to say, do you think it's going to be like a two parter kind of thing? Or like, uh, like, oh, yeah, I think, part, I like, think, the, yeah, yeah, I think they're going to tie everything together now uh, through the Watcher and stuff. Well, I mean, um, they did bring in the the Dark Doctor Strange from that one episode, too. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's the start of this, like, version, this Dark Avengers or whatever they're going to call it, because it's all, like, oh, kind of yeah. shitty versions of, like, Time Avengers or whatever. Yeah, because I guess they've got, like, the Captain America, they've got Peggy, they've got the Doctor Strange. There's an Iron Man. There's, there's an Iron Man, Man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Other than that, there's two new Mastodon tracks. Their album comes out on the 29th of October. So Pushing the Tides came out this week and then Tear Drinker came out, I think. No, sorry. Pushing the Tides came out a couple weeks ago. Tear Drinker came out this week. New Mastodon. uh, All my metal bands are 
coming out of hibernation and going on tour and putting albums out after this fucking garbage COVID horseshit. So nice. I'm excited. I get my boys back on tour. I can go get my get what's left of my hearing shot out of my brain. That'd be good times. Either way, that's it for this thing for this week. I'm not doing well with this this week at all. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank Sorry, you for listening. The fucking movie just oh melted our brains. God, what the fuck? Like just awful. You know what I mean? Like legit <laughs> terrible. Anyway, everybody, thank you so much for listening. This has been episode 271 of Dance Robot Dance. If you haven't already, please subscribe. You can do that from any podcatching app via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. If you have any thoughts about anything we talked about this week, please hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast on Twitter at DRD underscore podcast, or you can directly message Tim and I on Twitter. Tim is at DRD underscore Tim, and I am M underscore Willette. I'm also on Instagram where I post my art. I'm starting October. I've started doing stuff. I posted two things. I have no idea if I'm going to make it through the whole month, though, because like, are you doing those Pouchtober prompts? No, I got uh, previews rolled again. They always tag me now. I think this is my third or fourth year doing their prompts. I have the Chris Samney does Battober too, which was the one I was actually going to start doing. But I like the previews rolled guys, and they, they might be able to help me with some comic work at some point in the new year. So. I'll do theirs for now. Plus, it like gives me an opportunity to just kind of draw a bunch of random different shit, whereas Battober tends to be more just like Batman focused. And I don't know this week, like the the prompts are always like speed, so I always end up going like I'm doing Flash or what like I did Flash last year for that a similar prompt. And now I'm like I'm going to do Quicksilver. I'm going to lean Marvel or whatever because that's my my brand. Either way, yep. yes, I'm on Instagram at mt underscore Willette doing October stuff this year. Commissions are open. DM me for details. Uh, I've been here with Tim. Say good night, buddy. Bye, don't go watch Venom. Uh, yeah, and I'm Mark, and please do not go watch Venom. Just watch What If instead. Or... Go see Shang-Chi. Fuck this guy. Yeah, fuck this guy. That's right. Go see Shang-Chi again. That was better than this. Do that too. Or just wait and see Bond and so that we can talk about it next week. Yeah, there's that. We should look that up. All right, bye, everybody.